హరే కృష్ణ టుడేస్ టాపిక్ ఇస్ చైతన్య చరితామృత ఆదలీల చాప్టర్ వన్ టెక్స్ట్ వన్ అండ్ ద టాపిక్ ఇస్ ఇన్కార్నేషన్స్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ హెడ్ ఈషావతార ఖాన్ దట్ వర్డ్ ఫ్రమ్ ద ఫస్ట్ వర్డ్స్ ఆఫ్ ద చైతన్య చరితామృత ఓం నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ ఓం నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ ఓం నమో భగవతే వాసుదేవాయ ఓమ జ్ఞానతిరాంధ్యాంజనశలాకయా చక్షురున్మేళితం తస్మై శ్రీగురవే నమ శ్రీచైతన్యమనోభీష్టం స్థాపితం భూతలే స్వయంరూప కదామహ్యం దాతి స్వపదాంతికం వందేహం శ్రీగురో శ్రీయుతపదకమలం శ్రీగురున్ వైష్ణవాంశ శ్రీరూపం సాగ్రజాతం సహగణరఘునాథాన్మితం తం సజీవం సాద్వైతం సావధూతం పరిజన సహితం కృష్ణచైతన్యదేవం శ్రీరాధాకృష్ణపాదాన్ సహగణలలితాశ్రీవిశాఖాన్విత్య హే కృష్ణకరుణాసింధో దీనబంధో జగత్పతే గోపేశగోపికాకాంతరాధాకాంతనమోస్తుతే తప్తకాంచన గౌరాంగీరాధే వృందావనేశ్వరి వృషభానుసుతే దేవీ ప్రణమామి హరిప్రియే వాంఛాకల్పతరుభ్యశ్చ కృపాసింధుభ్య పతితానాం పావనేభ్యో వైష్ణవేభ్యో నమో నమ నమ ఓం విష్ణుపాదాయ కృష్ణప్రేష్ఠాయ భూతలే శ్రీమతే భక్తివేదాంతస్వామినితి నామినే నమస్తే సారస్వతిదేవే గౌరవాణి ప్రచారిణే నిర్విశేషూన్యవాదీ పాశ్చాత్యదేశతారిణే జయ శ్రీకృష్ణ చైతన్య ప్రభునిత్యానంద శ్రీ అద్వైతగదాధర శ్రీవాసాది గౌరభక్తవృంద హరే కృష్ణ హరే కృష్ణ 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 హరే 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 రామ హరే రామ 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 హరే హరే So welcome to Chaitanya Charitamrita Adalila chapter 1 text 1 part 4 uh, we have studied in the first three parts vande gurun now um, that was guru tatva now today's topic is incarnations of godhead so there is vande gurun isha bhaktan isham isha avatar khan so isha avatar khan we will see uh, we will look at today um, of course the description in the first chapter of the adalila is very short about uh the incarnations of godhead but we will just go through the details that are there in other parts of bhagavatam and chaitanya charitamritam <coughs> all right so i'm reading the first verse of the chaitanya charitamrita but 1.34 so th- the 34th verse is also the same as the first verse but um we will go to the two earlier verses than this 32 and 33 after this just to recap vande gurun isha bhaktan esham isha avatarakan tat prakasham chatat shakti krishna chaitanya samgyakam i offer my respectful obeisances unto the spiritual masters the devotees of the lord the lord's incarnation incarnations his plenary portions his energies and the primeval lord himself shri krishna chaitanya and the two verses prior to that 32 and 33 so krishna guru bhakta shakti avatar prakash krishna h choy rupe koren vilas 
Lord Krishna enjoys by manifesting himself as the spiritual masters, the devotees, the diverse energies, the incarnations and the plenary portions. They are all six in one. Echoy tatver kori charan mandan prathame samanya kori mangala charan. I therefore worship the lotus feet of these six diversities of the one truth by invoking their blessings. Now when in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna said that Yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata abhyutthanam adharmasya tadatmanam srijamyaham So when he says srijamyaham, when I, I do appear in every uh, millennium to re-establish the principles of religion and Paritrana sadhunam vinashasya dushkritam dharmasam sthapanarthaya sambhavami yuge yuge. So when he says srijamyaham sambhavami, he is speaking in the first person, I. I will take birth, I will incarnate. So when he says he incarnates, he may do it himself or he may send his different varieties of incarnations. And when he comes, he comes with his entourage, his paraphernalia, everything comes with him. So when he says I, it's not actually singular, as Prabhupada many times said, that when a king says I am coming, that means we can expect his ministers to come, his delegation, the whole delegation to come. Um, so similarly, the Supreme King, who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, when he comes, he comes with all these six aspects of Godhead. <clears throat> Krishna, Guru, Bhakta, Shakti, Avatar, Prakash. So all these manifestations are, or all these aspects uh, come together. Or not just, not sometimes together, like for example, Srila Prabhupada came now in the 19, I mean 1896 to 1977. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came in 1486. So it may not be together. So to continue the mission that is set forth by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Srila Prabhupada was sent here. So all this is within the incarnation. So such empowered personalities are called Shaktyavesha avatar. So that is also one of the avatars of Krishna. So when he says Srijamyaham, all these are included. So Isha Avatara Khan. Isha Avatara. So we will try to look at um, the different kinds of avatars and um, how he comes and how to understand an incarnation. Alright, so we will go to this part. Today's lecture is actually about 65th, sorry, first chapter, 65th through 67th verse, verses. Actually, originally I wanted to do the entire uh, Isha Bhaktan, Isha Vatarakan, and Tat Shakti, all this as just one reading. But then I thought, anyway, we went deep into the Guru Tattva. Why not into um, even the incarnations and expansions and all these things as well? So that's why we only chose these three verses for today 65, 66, and 67. So 65 and 66. Ishwarer avatar eighteen prakar, Amsha avatar ar guna avatar, Shaktyavesh avatar tritiya e mata, Amsha avatar purusha matsyadikajata. So this is actually a very very brief um, description of avatars, categories, uh, categories of avatars. So it is said, translation, there are three categories of incarnations of Godhead, partial incarnations, 
qualitative incarnations and empowered incarnations what are the bengali equivalents for them or even sanskrit equivalents partial incarnations is amshavatar uh, amshavatar then gunavatar gunavatar are the qualitative incarnations and finally shaktyaveshavatar shakti avesha when shakti when especially um, a person is empowered power means shakti means power shakti avesha means empowering so uh, when a particular jiva is um, empowered by the lord to act in a very special way such a person is called shakti avesha avatar he can act almost as good as the lord or sometimes even as good as the lord <clears throat> just like chaitanya mahaprabhu he went all over india and delivered um, so many souls and then shila um, prabhupad delivered the whole world so in fact sometimes <laughs> the servants of krishna they do better than krishna um, we have such a um, what is that example in the one of the cowherd boys of krishna cowherd boy friends i think shridama shridama was um, very expert at fighting uh with a stick see so they used to have this mock fights all the boys so krishna also used to participate and um, and the shridama was very very expert in twirling the tail and was twirling the stick and you know fighting mock fighting so all the time he would lose to krishna all the time and sorry all the time sorry krishna would lose to shridama shridama always used to defeat krishna hmm. so <laughs> of course krishna is the most powerful but he lets his devotee become more powerful than himself so by his own mercy so krishna takes more pleasure when his devotee does better than him but the devotee who actually does better than him if he thinks he did better than krishna <laughs> he merely falls down actually every materialist he thinks he is better than god you know they say um, i as i told you i think once uh, one time i saw the stag line nature is good science uh, makes it better something like that they had a tag line uh, some company has had this tag line so nature is good but and uh, science makes it better so they think always that nature is not good enough it may be good but not good enough they think so that is their proposition they think they they can do better than god and when they do some um, what is this called um test tube baby they think oh yes you see we are better than god because without the womb we can do baby in a test tube but then what is that that is just a small imitation of the test tube that is already there in nature the womb of the mother which krishna already you know made millions and trillions and trillions of years ago they just trying to copy what god is doing in a very crude way not even matching up to any 1 millionth or 1 trillionth 1 gazillionth of the uh, splendor of what god has created and then they take all the credit and they think they are better than god and they think they don't need god so these are all nonsense propaganda nonsense ideologies but a devotee when it is said that he becomes better than krishna 
it is by the mercy of krishna and the devotee actually never thinks he is better than krishna he always understands that through krishna's power only i am able to act in whatever i am doing just like for example in ramayana hanuman hanuman was so strong and he was jumping here and jumping there he went to lanka he went to bring the sanjeevani mountain and lakshman supreme personality of godhead he is just lying down because of a arrow by indrajit you know just like an ordinary ordinary living entity indrajit and then lakshman is supreme personality of godhead and he got attacked by this indrajit's arrow and then hanuman had to bring all the medicine from you know in the near the himalayas and then he went to lanka he flew here flew there and burned the whole lanka you know big time heroic things he was doing well whereas ram and lakshman apparently look like ordinary human beings who were attacked by these weapons or who were attacked by anxiety like ram was all, was crying for sita and he couldn't do all the, not couldn't he did not do all the jumping around that hanuman did so apparently it looks like uh, hanuman was more um, stronger than ram but no hanuman ne- never uh, lost sight of the reality he always knew that it was only by ram's mercy that i am able to do anything and that was shown when arjuna um after the kurukshetra war after krishna left the planet he couldn't even fight some cowherd men with his gandiva bow he was such a great archer you know everybody was fearing him you know he was a great hero of the kurukshetra war and then later on when krishna left the planet with his same gandiva bow and arrows with the same hands he could not even fight some cowherd men they they defeated him and they kidnapped the queens of dwarka how come that how how come that is possible so in the, in other words the the devotee uh, when he is empowered by the lord uh, then he can perform wonderful deeds uh, so that is there that is called shakti avesh avatar <clears throat> so he is there is and in the dashavatar also some of them are shakti avesh avatar like uh, parshuram or buddha Uh, they are shakti avesh avatars even um, even in other than dashavatar kapila kapila is a shakti avesh avatar so like that shri prabhupada also is a shakti avesh avatar hmm. so anyway so amsha avatar that means uh, partial incarnations even um, mahavishnu from whom all the millions of universes come forth he is also called kala vishesha kala vishesh means portion of the plenary portion of krishna not even the direct portion not even the direct expansion but expansion of the expansion so kala vishesh amsha means partial kala means okay amsha means part um kala means part of the part mm. part of amsha is kala so we have this um what is that uh, verse from the brahma samhita describing uh, mahavishnu right this is i think 47 yasya ekanishvasita kalam athavalambya jeevanti loma vilaja jagadandanatha vishnur mahansa ihayasya kala vishesho गोविंदमादिपुरुषं तमहं भजामि 
Kala Vishesha, particular plenary portion or expansion. See? And you see, Mahavishnu is the portion of portion. See, this is Kala. Brahma and other lords of the mundane worlds appearing from the pores of hair of uh, Mahavishnu remain alive as long as the duration of one exhalation of the latter, Mahavishnu. I adore the primeval Lord Govinda of whose subjective personality Mahavishnu is the portion of portion. <clears throat> so Bhaktin Puja is saying in the comments that in vitro fertilization, I think that is what is a test tube baby, I think. So she's saying in laboratory, 50,000 sperms used for one sperm but which sperm will penetrate the egg no one knows it happens due to god <laughs> even that test tube baby also has to of course without the sanction of god you know who i mean what can happen without the sanction of god even the scientists cannot succeed without the sanction of god so so anyway amshavatar this is like mahavishnu is an example of amshavatar as well so big but he's also amshavatar see And then there are uh, qualitative incarnations, Gunavatar. Gunavatar are nothing but the Guna, the three Guna. Uh, Sattvagun, Rajagun, Tamagun. So these three Gunas, goodness, passion and ignorance, each of these Gunas have a overlord. The incarnation of Krishna who uh, is the superintendent of that particular mode. So the mode of goodness is governed by Lord Vishnu himself, who himself is a Amshavatar. And then there are, he is also Gunavatar because he is in charge of one of the Gunas, Sattvagun. Then the Rajogun is um, managed by Lord Brahma. So Lord Brahma is also called an avatar of Krishna in that sense. Um, he is especially empowered to handle the Rajoguna. And creation, creativity is usually the mode of passion. Maintenance is in the mode of goodness. Uh, destruction is in the mode of ignorance. That's why if we see, if we see, the easiest thing to do among creation, maintenance, and destruction is what? Destruction, because it doesn't require any. It is the mode of ignorance. Is the the bar is the lowest. Anybody can do. Destruction is easy to create. To destroy something is very easy. Even they say not only. For example, a building. You know, a lot of effort to build it, but one second to destroy it. Recently, there was this big explosion in Lebanon and how many buildings collapsed. It was just like a st scene straight from the Hollywood movie. So, destruction. One second, finish. Everything was destroyed. But to create it takes more endeavor. And to maintain it takes the most endeavor and patience and everything. So, goodness, passion and ignorance like that. So each of these uh, gunas are handled by, um, goodness is handled by Vishnu, passion by Brahma, ignorance by Lord Shiva. So these are called gunavatars. So amshavatar, gunavatar and shaktyaveshavatar, tritiya eimata, amshavatar purusha matsyadikujata. So there are three categories of incarnations of Godhead, partial incarnations, qualitative incarnations and empowered incarnations. The purushas and matsya are examples of 
partial incarnations so even matsya is a partial incarnation the purushas who are the purushas the purushavatars who are the mahavishnu garbhodakashai vishnu and kshirodakashai vishnu the three vishnus the three entrances the three stages of entrances the first entrance into the material world mahavishnu the second entrance into the universe into each and every universe there is a second entrance the garbhodakashai vishnu and then the kshirodakashai vishnu who is in, who has a planet in the universe each universe has a um, kshirodakashai vishnu and kshira means milk udaka means what i mean ocean kshira udaka shai one who lies down in the ocean of milk so he also expands as paramatma and enters into andantarastha paramanu chayantarastham hridesha arjuna tishthati sarvasya chaham hridi sannivishto so this third entrance into the atoms and into the hearts of every single living entity that third entrance these three purushas are are called purusha avatars so as we know they are classified among amsha avatars and um that's why this is a broad category now purusha avatars are another category um, in amsha avatar there is leela avatars there is uh, purusha avatars there is uh, manvantara avatars so there are so many categories like that so there are in total six categories purusha avatars yuga avatars leela avatars guna avatars manvantara avatars shaktyavesh avatars six types of incarnations not six incarnations but six categories of incarnations so in each category there are many many incarnations so the incarnations of the lord okay we will we will just read the next verse and go to the actual explanation so the purushas and matsya are examples of partial incarnations amsha avatars brahma vishnu shiva teen gunavatare gani shaktyavesha sanakadi prithu vyasamuni so brahma vishnu and shiva are qualitative incarnations empowered incarnations are those like the kumaras the chatur kumaras you know the four sons of brahma who are always naked who are always um who appear as like five year old boys but actually they are millions of years old and self realized in fact they are the heads of a sampradaya um kumara sampradaya um from where nimbarka nimbarkacharya comes from the kumara sampradaya so um the kumaras king prithu king prithu is also an incarnation but he is a shaktyavesh avatar that means he is an ordinary living entity who is especially empowered to act as powerfully as the lord and mahamuni vyasa the compiler of the vedas vyasa dev is also a shaktyavesh avatar so this is um so although his incarnation he is considered shaktyavesh avatar so all these incarnations this is an important topic incarnation because that's why i wanted to dedicate this session for incarnations because especially in kali yuga there are so many bogus incarnations huh? um what is that <laughs> i i lose track of the names there are so many bogus incarnations <clears throat> actually i can name a few but anyway many of you all know already and especially so in uh, so called hinduism which is supposed to be sanatan dharma this kind of um, acceptance of anybody and everybody as god has become rampant in kali yuga
so how do we know <coughs> who is an incarnation and who is not before we put their picture on the altar we have to know now especially if in in hinduism they worship sai baba for example he is just one of the many many uh, personalities that are worshiped today in a hindu typical hindu altar room prayer room now where where in the shastra is uh, sai baba authorized what is the parampara what is the what is the you know um, reference that shows that sai baba is god no complete bogus many people won't like this when we talk like this but what to do truth is truth we can't we are not here to please the masses uh, that's not our job we have to present the truth whether they like it or not so the truth is sai baba whichever it is the shirdi or the satya or i think there is another which is coming third one that's what they say so all of them all of them are bogus none of them are qualified i mean none of them are authorized in the shastras and neither they neither not do their actions look any bona fide at all nothing to do with the activities of an incarnation so um, how to refer how to understand like like we say for example buddha is an incarnation right how how are we saying it so let's look at some reference or we are saying chaitanya mahaprabhu is an incarnation how are we saying it Uh, because some people actually even vaishnavas in other sampradayas they don't accept chaitanya mahaprabhu as uh, supreme personality of godhead they accept him as a saint but not as godhead so which is refuted thoroughly by the six goswamis especially jeeva goswami so we will go through some of that references for example let's just take for example now buddha lord buddha okay in shrimad bhagavatam or even for for that matter vyasadev also let's take uh, where was it let's go to the index ah 1324 you see tatah kalau sampravritte sammohaya suradvisham बुद्धो नाजनाटेशु भविष्य भविष्य मीन्स इन द फ्यूचर विल टेक् प्लेस कीकट कीकट प्रॉविन्स मीन्स द बिहार प्रॉविन्स नाउ यू कैन गो द बर्थ प्लेस ऑफ बुद्धा इन बिहार बोधगया सो हियर यू सी द ट्रांसलेशन देन इन द बिगिनिंग ऑफ कलियुगा द लॉर्ड विल अपियर एज लॉर्ड बुद्ध बुद्धो नाम्ना Anjana Sutaha means his mother's name is also given. Anjana Sutaha means the son of Anjana. Anjana, see, Anjana Sutaha, whose mother was Anjana. In the beginning of Kali Yuga, the Lord will appear as Lord Buddha, the son of Anjana, in the province of Gaya, just for the purpose purpose of deluding those who are envious of the faithful theist. He will delude. those who are envious of the faithful theists those who misuse the vedas theist um nastik nastik means atheist so nastik 
is a person who not only does not believe in God, but also in God's words. So when you don't believe in God, why do why would you believe in His words, right? So if you don't believe He exists, how does His words exist? So automatically. Uh, an atheist will reject the Vedas. So anyone who rejects the Vedas is an atheist. So in for that matter, the Buddhists are categorized as atheists because um, Vedana Maniya, Vedana Maniya, Bauddha Hoyta Nastik. Uh, so they don't accept Vedas. So therefore the Buddhists are Nastik, atheists. So one who accepts the Vedas is a theist. Now, what was happening when Buddha came? They were so-called accepting the Vedas, but not really accepting them. Because they said, oh, in Vedas there is provision for animal killing, so we will kill animals. So, but what is the provision for killing animals? The detail is not followed. So, there is great restriction for animal killing, but that was not followed. Um, so, it was a pretentious following of Vedas. So, the faithful theist who actually follows, uh, uh, to separate the faithful theists from these pretentious theists, the Lord made um, this this whole religious system of Buddhism, where He separated them. Okay, okay, you as if you are following any Vedas, you are not following nothing. You come, you forget the Vedas. I will teach you the eightfold path of ahimsa. So in this way, He taught non-violence, ahimsa paramo dharma. So in this way. In this way, the whole thing was done, Lord Buddha's incarnation. So all that is already mentioned. And this verse, mind you, this shloka was written at least 5000 years ago. Veda Vyasa wrote it. Right? And in that, Buddha is mentioned and Buddha only came 2600 years ago. But this was written 5000 years ago. Therefore, the word Bhavishyati will take place. Bhavishya means future. Uh, so, will take place. So, incarnations are mentioned like this. And not only this. Um, you see, next, 1325. Athasau yuga rajasu Janita vishnu yashaso Namna kalkir jagat patihi Thereafter, at the conjunction of two yugas, the Lord of the creation will take his birth as the Kalki incarnation and become the son of Vishnu Yasha. That means the father's name is also given here. Kalki will come when? 427,000 years from now, at the end of Kali Yuga. His father's name is already mentioned now, 5,000 years ago. Just see, this is Shastra. This is how we have to accept avatars. Where is Sai Baba mentioned in all this? No? Not mentioned anywhere. So therefore, we have to immediately reject. It's not about sentiments of the people. See, people, they don't have any knowledge. What is the use of their sentiments? Their sentiments of ignorance, they don't hold any value. Hmm. The truth, and it, it, won't do any, won't, it won't do them any good also by following those sentiments. They can have those sentiments, but it's not going to, it's not going to help them spiritually at all. So... Our duty is to understand and broadcast the truth, not caring whether people will accept or not. Hmm. We have to preach the truth. Now you see, at this time, the rulers of the earth will have degenerated into plunderers. Dasyu, Praye, Shurajasu. 
Dasyu means thieves. Svajanakya Dasyu. Sometimes it is said the family members, in the name of family members, they are actually thieves. They take all the wealth of the hard-earned money of the breadwinner and then use it and squander it. So anyway, Dasyu means thieves. So at that time when everybody becomes thieves, all the rulers becomes thieves, become thieves. Kalki will come as a uh, son of Vishnu Yasha. And Vishnu Yasha will be in a Brahman family. Not exactly in this verse, but that is also mentioned. Hmm. You see, the name of his father Vishnu Yasha, a learned Brahmana, and the village Sambhala are also mentioned. Hmm. Shambhala, as mentioned, as above mentioned, all these foretellings will prove to be factual in chronological order. This Shambhala is not exactly here. I think it's in the Kalki Puran or Bhavishya Puran. It is mentioned. Shambhala. And then that um, Vishnu Yasha will be a Brahmana. That Here it is many briefly mentioned in the Bhagavatam. But in Kalki Puran it is more elaborately mentioned. Everything. So anyway, these things are all there. So these kind of acceptance we have to do. Uh, we have to first check everything in with Shastra. And similarly, now comes the topic of accepting Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for example. How do we know Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is God or Nityananda Prabhu is God? How? So these things also must be uh, learned from Shastras. Um, that's why it is said, the six Goswamis especially, Nana Shastra Vicharanaika Nipunao Sadharma Samsthapakao So the six Goswamis, they have studied Nana Shastra Vicharanaika Nipunao Nipun means with, you know, expertly uh, studying um, Nana Shastra Vicharanaika Nipunao um, Sadharma Samsthapakao to establish the real religious principles, the real incarnations of God, everything. They have studied, the six Goswamis have studied the Shastras in depth and gleaned all the evidences and all the <coughs> relevant instructions for us to take to this Krishna consciousness movement. See, Shastra is very voluminous, right? Very, very voluminous. It is not possible to even study everything in one lifetime and even if we do read, we don't understand. Because the, the truth is hidden in the heart of an unadulterated devotee. <clears throat> what is that? Tarko pratishtha shrutayo vibhinna nasavrishiryasya matam nabhinnam dharmasya tattvam nihitam guhayam mahajano yena gata sapantha So, mahajana dharmasya tattvam nihitam guhayam so very very carefully hidden the, the the truth of religion is carefully hidden in the heart of an unadulterated devotee mahajan and mahajano yena gataha sapantha so we have to follow the path set by the mahajans who are the mahajans the 12 mahajans and their descendants anybody who is actually a fully surrendered soul to krishna is a mahatma they are mahajans and especially the 12 are mentioned and why they are mentioned because every anybody can claim oh, i am also fully surrendered to godhead you know krishna so is our behavior is our understanding you know is our realizations 
corresponding to the corresponding i mean to the um, realizations of the 12 mahajans we have to see because <laughs> two things just like um, <clears throat> an incarnation of god has to be accepted on the strength of the shastra an authorized devotee also should be accepted on the strength strength of the shastra what are the symptoms of devotee and therefore arjuna asks that question in bhagavad gita not once but twice twice he asks and krishna in so many verses everywhere all throughout the bhagavad gita you will find many many verses describing the symptoms of a devotee like for the example the 12th chapter so many symptoms of devotees and daivi sampatti uh, the godly qualifications yasyasti bhaktir bhagavatya kinchana sarvair guna what is that sarvair samasate sura sarvair guna tatra samasate sura so all the good qualities of the devatas are automatically in the devotee so this daivi sampatti especially in the 16 chapter first to third verse all those three verses are about daivi sampatti and also in the 13th chapter 8th through 12th verse all the symptoms of knowledge so a person who is a devotee he is the most knowledgeable yo mam evam sammudho janati purushottamam sa sarva ved bhajati mam sarva bhavena bharata so a knower of krishna is a knower of everything and because he has all the knowledge he will have all the symptoms of a knowledgeable man and pandita samadarshana all these and what is that yo mam bhashyati sarvatra sarvam cha mai bhashyati tasyaham na pranashyami sachamena pranashyati all these things so many qualifications of devotees are mentioned and in the second chapter especially sthita pragnasya ka bhasha samadhistasya keshava what is that sthitadir kim prabhasheta kimasita vrajeta kim how does he sit how does he walk how does he talk how does he behave what is the, what are the symptoms of a real self realized person arjuna is asking why so we have to understand a self realized soul through these references what is the symptom of a self realized person is it a big beard and saffron color cloth or some turban on the head long hair some beads on the neck some kamandalu in the hand some ash all over the body some ganja in the hand is this <laughs> are these the symptoms of a mahajan because these as much as the saying goes that don't judge the book by the cover we always do that always we always think we have an image of how a sadhu is but it's not an image it's about the sound what does he speak the most important um, symptom of a real sadhu is that he speaks nothing other than what krishna speaks he doesn't invent one single thing he only repeats the words of krishna that is real sadhu and therefore bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur said this many times don't try to see a sadhu here listen to him because first of all to even understand whether he is a sadhu or not you must listen to him he may he may have nice saffron cloth big hair and beard and mala and sometimes they have sheela and uh, other people also around them so so we have to see what are the real qualifications of a real sadhu so we have to know not by seeing but by hearing what do they speak the moment they speak 
if we know again the shastra then we can check whether he is speaking the correct thing or not um, because uh, many of these so called sadhus especially in kali yuga they are speaking and they have millions of followers and that is usually taken as a um, index to show that oh you see how bona fide he is you see oh you see he has millions of followers so how can these million people be wrong our contention is they all are wrong all the millions of people how many followers they have all are wrong why and who are they are they authority do they know the shastra or what what are they what is their qualification in the spiritual where do they stand spiritually or if they are giving their uh, signature or saying okay we 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 uh, we authorize that this is a this is a bona fide person who are they to authorize who authorizes an authoritative body authorizes right any anything like how do you get a phd you have to be authorized by the university by the professors they have to they have to you know um, give their uh, acknowledgement testimony everything without all that some fellow on the streets uh, street sweeper he he goes and um, authorizes ah yes i will authorize you as a phd who will accept such a such a phd what is that who who gave the phd which university which professor who what what so similarly when we see see every single job they will ask your qualification but when this job of uh, so called guru nobody has a qualification are how did you become guru nobody has a qualification but in every job interview uh, what is your qualification what you did what is uh, and for that we, people are studying so much so much preparation is going on just to get a are from some employee in the company to become a clerk you need some you know uh, what is that qualification some what did you study they will ask what is your qualification to even visa to apply a visa to go to another country you, they will ask in the application form what is your qualification what did you study whether it is not that an illiterate person cannot go into another country but at least they ask they just want to know who you are and where you come from to get an idea of where, where what is your background so if even a job interview if if you want to become a clerk you need to show qualification you if you become guru then no qualification what is this and nobody asks yeah, he is talking nonsense ha ah, very well oh, very, he spoke very nicely just because some doctors and engineers are sitting in the audience and uh, clapping oh you see big intelligent educated people are all clapping that means he must be a you know very great guru no how can educated people be fooled no that's what maya pahrata gyana there are four types of rascals ha huh? listed by krishna and one of them is this educated rascal namam duskritano mudha prapadyante naradham maya pahrata gyana asuram bhavam ashrita those miscreants who are grossly foolish who are lowest among mankind whose knowledge is stolen by illusion this is the educated rascals what is that whose knowledge is stolen by illusion mayaya apaharta gnana apaharan means what kidnap apaharta means stolen their so called knowledge they, they seem superficially knowledgeable and big big degrees and you know high flyers big timers but maya has stolen their knowledge and they're actually fools in the garb of so called knowledgeable people no so therefore their votes have no value it's just a inflation 
You know what's an inflation? The notes have no value. Similarly, these people's votes have no value because a person, Srimad Bhagavatam says, a person who is voted in by animal-like people, is no better than animal himself. In fact, it is a bigger animal, that's all. 2.3.19 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Svavidvara hoshtrakharai samstutaha purusha pashu nayat karna pathopeto jatu namagada agrajaha Men who are like dogs, hogs, camels and asses praise those men who never listen to the transcendental pastimes of Lord Sri Krishna, the deliverer from evils. They What they do? They praise. Who? They praise who? Those men who never listen and never speak. If they don't listen, how can they speak? So they never speak about God. They never, never, they never hear about God. And they talk nonsense, croaking like a frog. Or, you know, what is that? Cooing like a crow, whatever it is. Or braying like a donkey. Or, you know, like a, um, what is that? Pig. Swavid barking like a dog. Uh, what is that? Uh, shouting like a pig. Varaha. Vidvaraha. Ustra. Camel. These, these are the classifications of these people. They are not gods. They are not even gurus. Guru is the most important job in society. When a clerk requires qualification, Guru, who is the, the, who is representative of God, who is a secretary, personal secretary of Krishna, that is the uh, position of a guru, and he has no qualification. What is this? This is a society, and this happens because people are in the mode of ignorance. This is explained in Bhagavad Gita. Nothing is left out. Nothing is left out. Even why this happens also, it is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. You see. 18 chapter 32nd verse you see of Bhagavad Gita Adharmam dharmam itiya manyate tamasavrita sarvarthan viparitamscha buddhihisapartha tamasi There is a nice comment in the let me put it on the screen. Pooja Mataji is saying BSc means Bachelor of Sins, MSc means Master of Sins, MBBS means Master of Big Big Sins. <laughs> it's actually true. <laughs> this is the education. You see? This is modern education. You see this? Adharmam dharma mitiya manya tetamasavrita sarvarthan viparitamscha that understanding uh, which considers irreligion to be religion and religion to be irreligion under the spell of illusion and darkness and strives always in the wrong direction o partha, is in the mode of ignorance. Let's look at the purport. Intelligence in the mode of ignorance is always working the opposite of the way it should. It accepts religions which are not actually religions and rejects actual religion. Men in ignorance understand a great soul to be a common man and accept a common man as a great soul. They think truth to be untruth and accept untruth as truth. In all activities, they simply take the wrong path. Therefore, their intelligence is in the mode of ignorance. 
same this is going on so and not only you see they accept a common man as a great soul and, and accept a great soul as a common man when actually a great soul comes they will they will uh, criticize him like when shri prabhupad came so many people criticized him especially in india why oh he is he is converting brahmins what is this converted brahmanas all born brahmins were upset they are actually born rascals but uh, they think they are brahmanas huh? born rascals and groomed rascals and then they think they are brahmanas and those who were yeah maybe born rascals but they have been converted into brahmanas they are upset about it every other religion likes when somebody is converted into their religion but uh, hindus uh, especially brahmins who were supposed to preach religion they were the most upset when prabhupada was converting so many people from lechas and yavanas and chandalas and what not to brahmanas they were upset in no other religion you will see this if a muslim man sees another man becoming muslim ah oh, welcome to the brotherhood and when christian sees another man becoming christian oh very happy we are all one now but when hindu sees another christian become hindu what is this untouchable actually many people in india became christians and muslims because they were treated as untouchables within hinduism or sanatan so called sanatan it is not sanatan dharma it is a nonsense it is a completely twisted version of sanatan dharma real sanatan dharma is not at all chaturvarnyam maya srishtam guna karma vibhagasha the four castes are based on guna and karma not according to janma so um so it is never supported but it is a twisted form of varnashram dharma that were, i mean sanatan dharma that went on and they were discriminated against and they did not feel part of the society they were always you know looked as if they were eh, your outcasts so who will like and in the other religion they were accepted as brothers oh embrace come now, who will not like so anyway uh this is the problem so they accept a great soul as some some problem in society have a common soul actually among the common souls he is the worst he tries to become the guru huh and he tries to lead the rest of them usually he ends up in jail or some scam or some somewhere he will be uh, because he, i mean even ordinary bread winners of the family they have honest occupations they have honest jobs they go to the workplace they work whatever and then come back and earn a salary and then feed their family but here is a rascal naradham who is the worst of mankind who will cheat other people who will have some illicit sex and then all these things and he becomes the guru of all the educated rascals you know that's why there is a joke you know in india the the dropout the school dropout or the illiterate fellow you know like um, they used to be like this sate ji sate ji in india sate ji means you know the business wala you know he'll be a little bit fat he'll be nicely sitting in the you know uh, razai you know like nice um, what is this uh, cushion and he'll have a nice shop and big business you know sometimes marwadis are like that also and he's usually not so they're not highly educated they they fail usually and secondary school dropouts or something like that but their employees are big big degree holders masters holders and they create software for these people this person doesn't even know how to sign 
this person doesn't even know how to sign this is a business magnet but under him are working thousands of you know highly qualified engineers and scientists or whatever or accountants or whatever highly qualified so the that is the thing and then these people they go to um, actually the most so called most educated man uh, he is the the engineer and the doctor and all these things and they work for some other man who is you know a, maybe not so educated and then they the businessman to keep their business going they rub their shoulder i mean they the, what is it um, get along with politicians higher than them higher than the businessman or the politicians hmm. because businessman if you want business to go on then you know you have to satisfy some you know bribe some politician here so the more naradham you become the more higher you climb in society so um, the politician is more um, corrupt absolutely a thug you know and then he becomes a politician and then the politicians they listen to gundas mafia who are even higher and then the mafia people they go to the sadhus the gurus then they get the blessing and sadhu will bless ha uh, shubh labh everything you know um so they will they will uh, you, you everything will come all right okay then and, and, so in this way the most naradham is the the guru and he is the worshiped as the narottam as the you know best person in the society and the ones who are actually is trying to you know have little brain and you know trying to have an honest occupation they are in the lowest rung of society although they are so called educated so in this way uh, kaliyuga population this is what is happening but actually yes guru should be the highest of all classes the spiritual master is the leader of all classes even kings used to uh, bow down to gurus and they used to take instructions from them even yudhishthir maharaj parikshit maharaj janak maharaj everybody that is a proper system but the qualification is missing the qualification is missing in kaliyuga just the positions are the same qualifications are completely opposite the politician is supposed to be rajarshi he is a dasyu he is a thief and rogue uh, and then uh, what is that uh, yeah everybody else actually the so called intelligent persons <laughs> they are doing the work of a shudra being employed by this vaishyas and they think they are big brahmanas this this these people who are employed in the you know google ceo or this that i'm not saying the particular person but big big companies big big names but actually what they are they are employees of a bigger businessman and that is a shudra um technology technicians all this is actually con- classified among shudra skills skill set is not brahmana's job brahmana's job is to teach vedas and learn vedas and teach you see so in this way um kaliyuga tops it away in mode of ignorance animals animal like men only difference between them and animals is animals have four legs and they have two otherwise there is no difference uh, maybe yes they have a dress also they are well dressed animals that's all they are if you want to really differentiate them from animals they have dress and they have two legs and the animals have four and they are naked that's all that's the only difference otherwise absolutely the same thing they are doing so this is ignorant population so 
these people these people they accept a great soul as a common man and accept a common man as a great soul they think truth to be untruth and untruth to be truth and they also do another thing we have mentioned this many times madhyalila chetana charitamrita 18th chapter 101 verse krishna kene darshan dive kalikale nijabra bhrame murkh loka kore kolahale why would krishna appear in the age of kali foolish people who are mistaken are simply causing agitation and making a tumult <laughs> because this is actually i think i have some of you know this story already some fisherman who was in the in the in the night he was having this lamp and he was going in the deep waters for fishing and people thought oh that was kaliya and krishna was dancing on the kaliya snake and the the light they were thinking that you know it was a gem you know from the hood of the kaliya snake or something like that oh krishna has appeared krishna avatar came came you know he was he was his uh, dancing you know every night there so in this way they accepted a common man as a god in the, just now in the 1832 purport we said we saw that common man is accepted as a great soul and great soul as a common man another thing is that to even make it worse they accept a common man as god and they accept god as a common man they treat krishna as if ah, he is just an immoral man uh, you know he was he was dancing with so many women married women you know immoral fellow and he asked arjuna to cheat he asked yudhishthir to lie he asked bhima to cheat in the warfare uh, in this way and they criticize him as if they as if they have any uh, first of all um, authority to do that by doing that they just you know when you hit a wall when you punch a wall or a mountain rock the harder you punch the harder you will be hurt so the rock is not going to <laughs> feel hurt so these people how much ever they blaspheme god that much they will get back in return that pain will hit them back the rock is not going to be you know touched the rock will not feel any pain they will feel more pain so the harder we go against god the harder it will hurt us so these people will get their dues who talk like this about god very loosely so that is one thing now in this what i wanted to show is this see although balabhadra bhattacharya was personally serving lord krishna in his role as a devotee chaitanya mahaprabhu he mistook lord krishna for an ordinary man he he everybody was going to see that so called kaliya i mean um, krishna you know punishing kaliya and he also wanted to go and see that was his excitement oh everybody is saying i also want to go and see and chaitanya mahaprabhu chastised him where is this incarnation in kaliyuga so actually he was talking to god why he doesn't why he needs to go somewhere and see god he was actually talking to god and he asked permission from chaitanya mahaprabhu i want to go and see krishna are you talking to krishna first of all what permission you are all talking to krishna but you see although he was serving lord krishna in his role as a devotee chaitanya mahaprabhu he mistook lord krishna for an ordinary man and an ordinary man for lord krishna because he did not follow the rules set down by shastra and guru this is important why why no following of shastra and guru 
no guidance of shastra simply whimsical whimsical so this is the problem and therefore they accept opposite things therefore we have to know today's topic is incarnations of god and we have to know the incarnations how to where to find about the incarnations who is an incarnation who is not sometimes uh, <laughs> when we said this sometimes people asked some of them asked prabhu uh, how about this person prabhu is it is he mentioned anywhere in the shastra well so of all that kind of questions nobody is mentioned in shastra in kali yuga except chaitanya mahaprabhu and kalki that's it and so you may say how you accept prabhupada as the shakti avishavatar you can see by the the incarnation the, the activities krishna already predicted in the brahma vaivarta puran that 5000 years into kali yuga a great mantra upasaka will come and he will spread the holy name all around and chaitanya mahaprabhu also predicted bhakti vinod thakur predicted before even prabhupada was born uh, so these are very very confidential in fact the devotees are even more confidential than krishna even chaitanya mahaprabhu is already confidential in the shastras although there is enough evidence a lot of evidence abundance of evidence but a devotee of chaitanya mahaprabhu is even more confidential hmm uh, therefore it is said um, one of the verses it is there that to see krishna is easier than to see his devotee his pure devotee to see krishna is already difficult but it is said that it is easier to see krishna than to see his pure devotee because his pure devotee is very difficult to understand very difficult even if he is right in front we cannot understand same with krishna but at least krishna there is some references in shastra sometimes but devotees very 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 confidential hmm so anyway um we will just glance through a list of avatars so about avatars uh ayappa is asking what about shripad ramanujacharya he is non different from he you asked he is indifferent from nithaival ramrayan it's not indifferent non different indifferent means to not be um concerned with that is indifferent non different yeah so actually rama anuja lakshman who is uh, actually sankarshan so um, he incarnated as ramanujacharya that is also there and he is non different from nityananda prabhu and balram as well okay um let's go to this chapter before we go through the whole list i'll just show you this particular verse 1326 the incarnations of godhead avatara hi asankhye ya hare satvanidher dvijah yatha vidasinah kulya sarasah syu sahasrashah o brahmanas the incarnations of the lord are innumerable like rivulets flowing from inexhaustible sources of water so dashavatar is not just the 10 times lord krishna incarnated uh, no that is just 10 out of millions you know devadas uh, chosen as dashavatar but you know asankheya you see avatarahi asankheya asankheya means innumerable like waves in the ocean how many waves are there in the ocean how can you answer there's no count like that there are avatars like that no count 
So we will just go through the translations of these verses. You see all the incarnations are mentioned here. 131. Actually this is uh, we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam Kanto 1 Chapter 3. This whole thing about you see Krishna is the source of all incarnations. Um, you see the chapter name is Krishna is the source of all incarnations. In the beginning of the creation the Lord first expanded himself in the universal form of the Purusha incarnation and manifested all the ingredients for the material creation. And thus at first there was the creation of 16 principles of material action. This was for the purpose of creating the material universe. A part of the Purusha lies down within the water of the universe. So the first one is Karanodakshaya Vishnu or Mahavishnu. A part of the Purusha lies down within the water of the universe. This is called Garbhodakshaya Vishnu. From the navel lake of his body sprouts a lotus stem and from the lotus flower atop this stem Brahma the master of all engineers in the universe becomes manifest people think they're great engineers software engineers hardware engineers civil engineers this engineers that engineers well the greatest engineer is Brahma and he got engineering degree from Krishna Krishna gave him the intelligence how to create the universe, the entire universe he created. He created planets, he created atmospheres, he created the bodies of all living entities, he created everything. He created biological systems, he created physical systems, he created ethereal systems, he created fire systems, everything he created. All round engineer. And you may say doctor and everything, everything included. But he basically created. It is believed that all the universal universal planetary systems are situated on the extensive body of the Purusha, but he has nothing to do with the created material ingredients. His body is eternally in spiritual existence par excellence. The devotees with their perfect eyes see the transcendental form of the Purusha who has thousands of legs, thighs, arms and faces, all extraordinary. In that body there are thousands of heads, ears, eyes and noses. They are decorated with thousands of helmets and glowing earrings and, and are adorned with garlands. This is the Virat Purusha. This form, the second manifestation of the Purusha, is the source and indestructible seed of multifarious incarnations within the universe. From the particles and portions of this form, different living entities like demigods, men and others are created. First of all, in the beginning, um, there were the four unmarried sons of Brahma, the Kumaras, who being situated in a vow of celibacy underwent severe austerities for realization of the absolute truth. So this is the first incarnation mentioned. The supreme enjoyer of all sacrifices accepted the incarnation of a boar, the second incarnation, and for the welfare of the earth, he lifted the earth uh, from the nether regions of the universe. In the millennium of the Rishis, Millennium of the Rishis, that means Satya Yuga. The personality of God had accepted the third empowered incarnation in the form of a, of Devarshi Narada, who is a great sage among the demigods. He collected expositions of the Vedas which deal with devotional service and which inspire non-fruitive action, Naishkarmyam. That means devotional service, which is non-fruitive, which has no um, fruit, whether positive or negative in this, in this world. It is not pious, not non-pious. Akarma. So, 
Narada is also considered as empowered incarnation, Shaktyavesh avatar. In the fourth incarnation, the Lord became Nara and Narayana, the twin sons of the wife of King Dharma. Thus, he undertook severe and exemplary penances to control the senses. The fifth incarnation, named Lord Kapila, is foremost among perfected beings. He gave an exposition of the creative elements and metaphysics to Asuri Brahmana. For in course of time, this knowledge had been lost. I don't know exactly this. Let's see this verse. Asura ye unto the Brahmana named Asuri. Wow. So I don't know this story. I don't know. I, we only know that he spoke to Devahuti. But after that he must have spoke to some Asuri Brahmana. Interesting name because Asuri means atheist or against God. Asuri Brahmana. Hmm. So anyway, metaphysics, Sankhyam, Sankhya Yoga. This metaphysics. So this is called Sankhya Yoga, Sankhya philosophy. So the fifth incarnation, in fact, he is also a Shaktyavesh avatar, Kapila. Then we'll go back. The sixth incarnation of the Purusha was the son of the sage Atri. He was born from the womb of Anasuya, very chaste woman, who prayed for an incarnation. He spoke on the subject of transcendence to Alarka, Prahlada and others, Yadu, Hai, Haya, etc. But actually, this is Dattatreya. So, Dattatreya, although he is an incarnation of Krishna, Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva, but he should not be worshipped by Vaishnavas because he spoke a philosophy which is more impersonal than personal. Just like Lord Buddha, uh, he also spoke like that. One three twelve. The seventh incarnation uh, was Yajna, the son of Prajapati Ruchi and his wife Akuti. Um, he controlled the period during the change of the Swayambhu Manu and was assisted by demigods such as his son Yama. Yamaraj is the son of Yajna. The eighth incarnation of sorry, the eighth incarnation was King Rishabha, Rishabdev. This also is a Shaktyavesh avatar. In fact, Rishabdev. Son of King Nabi and the wife of, uh, sorry, son of King Nabi and his wife Meru Devi. In this incarnation, the Lord showed the path of perfection which is followed by those who have fully controlled their senses and who are honored by all orders of life. The Paramahamsas, the Sannyasis. Uh, he, he actually, if you see how he lived, Rishabdev, maybe I'll just go to that shloka and come back here. One of the many, many things that he did. Of course, he taught very great things to his sons, great teachings in the fifth canto. And then his behavior, you see, after teaching his sons, he went, he left home and he behaved a complete avadhut, naked and he was just like in his own um, ecstasy. And uh, the people of the world did not understand his exalted position and they ridiculed him in so many ways. This is canto 5, chapter 5, text 30. It is actually not a shloka, it is like a prose basically. It's like a more like a sentence or more like an essay or paragraph. Rishabdev began to tour through cities, villages, mines, countrysides, valleys, gardens, military camps, cow pens, 
um, the homes of cowherd men, transient hotels, hills, forests and hermitages. Wherever he travelled, all bad elements surrounded him. Just as flies surround the body of an elephant coming from a forest. He was always being threatened, beaten, urinated upon and spat upon. Sometimes people threw stones, stool and dust at him. And sometimes people passed foul air before him. Thus people called him many bad names and gave him a great deal of trouble. But he did not care about this for he understood that the body is simply meant for such an end. He was situated on the spiritual platform and being in his spiritual glory, he did not care for all these material insults. In other words, he completely understood that matter and spirit are separate and he had no bodily conception. Thus, without being angry at anyone, he walked through the whole world alone. So, that is King Rishabha. He followed the path by, you know, that is usually followed by those who are fully controlled, Goswamis. Next, O Brahmanas, in the ninth incarnation, O Lord, sorry, the Lord prayed for by sages accepted the body of a king Prithu who cultivated the land to yield various produces and for that reason the earth was beautiful and attractive. So he showed how to be a king. See? So this is how um, he came and uh, showed how to rule, how to be a king. So that is the incarnation of Prithu. Then when there was a complete inundation after the period of the Chakshusha Manu and the whole world was deep within water, the Lord accepted the form of a fish and protected Vaivasvata Manu, keeping up on a boat. So now, in our Dashavatar, the first is Matsyavatar, but here it is the tenth. And Matsyavatar came after Chakshusha Manu and before Vaivasvata Manu. Vaivasvata Manu is the Manu that is currently ruling. As we know, Brahma's day is um, very long. And within his one day, seven Manus take birth and die, take birth and die. And this, in this way, um, 14 Manus, not seven Manus, sorry, 14 Manus, they come and die. So each Manu rules for 71 cycles of the four Yugas. Satya, Treta, Dvapara, Kali. So Chakshusha Manu was the sixth Manu. So each and every one of these Manus have names. Swayambhuva, Swarochisha. Um, Uttama, Tamasa, Raivata, Chakshusha, Man, um, Vaivasvata, um, next is Savarni, Daksha Savarni, I think Rudra Savarni, Deva Savarni, Inda Savarni. In this way there are, anyway, after 7th the order is not correct. So anyway, 14 Manus are there like this. So Chakshusha Manu is the 6th Manu and Vaivasvata is 7th. So at that time, this uh, Matsavatar came. So that is in the Dashavatar is the first man mentioned, but before that already nine are mentioned. This is the tenth. Um, so, in fact, he rescued the Vedas also at that time. The eleventh incarnation of the Lord took the form of a tortoise, whose shell served as a pivot for the Mandrachal hill which was being used as a churning rod by the theists and atheists of the universe, the Sura and Asura. In the 12th, so that uh, Kurma is mentioned as the 11th incarnation. In the 12th, 
the lord appeared as dhanvantri and in the 13th he allured the atheists by cha- by the charming beauty of a woman and he gave nectar to the to the demigods to drink this is mohini in the 14th incarnation the lord appeared as narasimha and bifurcated the strong body of the atheist hiranyakashipu with his nails just as a carpenter pierces skin you know how easy it is to pierce skin very easy so that example is given in the 15th incarnation the lord assumed the form of a dwarf brahmana vamana and visited the arena of sacrifice arranged by maharaj bali although at heart he was willing to regain the kingdom of the three planetary systems he simply asked for a donation of three steps of land chalaya se vikramane bali madbhutavamana chalaya se means he he cheated bali maharaj <laughs> you see how it is mentioned here although at heart vamanadev was willing to regain the kingdom of the three planetary systems he simply asked for a donation of three steps of land his intention was one and he presented it in a different way so the lord even cheats and shukracharya warned bali maharaj hey this vishnu has come again to trick the asuras and you are becoming now a fool by donating everything to him he is asking three steps and you know how big his steps how big his steps are ha uh, don't be a fool don't give he is cheating you bali maharaj says oh what if he cheats if we don't give him we are the cheaters and we will be cheated in the end so better to give him everything if it is really lord vishnu that as you are saying then i am the most fortunate soul that i can give everything to him and that is exactly what our life is for right so what is the problem um so in that way he rejected shukracharya what kind of nonsense guru you are get lost so he saw sadhu shastra guru whether this my my guru is real guru or not oh he is talking against vishnu oh this is nonsense get lost he he disobeyed him and he gave everything to vishnu and indeed vamanadev cheated him and took away everything from him but who was the gainer bali maharaj was the gainer and he became one of the 12 mahajans of the universe and in fact even now because of <laughs> submitting to the, to the lord unreservedly the lord became his doorkeeper and he's guarding the sutala planet and bali maharaj is enjoying as a king there better than even indra in heaven better than indra so this is how chalaya se vikramane bali bali madbhuta vamana vamana means dwarf a dwarf he conquered the whole universe with three steps urukrama so um, in the 16th incarnation of the godhead so okay this <laughs> is um the lord is um, you know satyavan you know that word is that verse is there no 10 to 26 सत्यव्रत सत्यपरम त्रिसत्यम सत्योनिम निहित सत्ये सत्य सत्यम मृतसत्यनेत्रत्मक शरण प्रपन्ना सोमनी सत्य इज अ ट्रूथ द डेमिगॉड्स प्रेड ओ लॉर्ड यू नेवर डीविएट फ्रॉम युअर वाव विच इज ऑलवेज परफेक्ट बिकॉज वट एवर यू डिसाइड इज परफेक्टली करेक्ट एंड कैनॉट बी स्टॉप बाय एनी वन being present in the three phases of cosmic manifestation creation maintenance and annihilation you are the supreme truth 
indeed unless one is completely truthful one cannot achieve your favor which therefore cannot be achieved by hypocrites you are the active principle the real truth in all the ingredients of creation and therefore you are known as antaryami the inner the inner force you are equal to everyone and your instructions apply for everyone and for all time you are the beginning of all truth therefore offering our obeisances we surrender unto you kindly give us protection so he is you know uh, worshiped as the personification of all truth he is the absolute truth right but the absolute truth is lying so he cheated bali maharaj he in as buddha he cheated the atheists of course so when he cheats he cheats them from the path of cheating and brings them to the truth that is his cheating he cheats the cheaters and brings them to the truth now bali maharaj he was taking away everything unnecessarily from the demigods so he yes cheated bali maharaj and brought him to surrender at his lotus feet and gave him actually the best benediction so his cheating is also good that's why his cheating is worship vamana avatar we we follow you know we we observe vamana avatar vamana avatar as a big occasion but what he did actually he cheated so his cheating is also uh, truthful because it brings us to the absolute truth it made bali maharaj surrender to the absolute truth the buddhists they were actually following pretentiously the vedas and then he said no 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 forget it you follow the um, ahimsa parama dharma the eightfold path you follow uh, then he presented himself as an enlightened being and they all worshiped him because he is an enlightened being but actually they were worshiping avatar of krishna so he tricked them cheated them but brought them to his lotus feet so indirectly they were benefiting because they were worshiping buddha but of course vaishnava should not worship buddha because he has rejected the vedas the example is wrong there he did it for a reason so of course they always have full respect for buddha but they will never worship him because he showed a wrong path um, although it was a timely necessity at that time but again so in fact we wrote an article um can god be an atheist we wrote an article in our magazine can god be an atheist sure he can and he 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 behaved as an atheist as buddha vedana maniya bauddha hoyta nastik so god also can be atheist god the supreme truth can lie the most uh, honest person can be a hypocrite as a vamana he came as a hypocrite but he is the supreme hypocrite and he is worshiped for being a hypocrite he is worshiped for being a thief he is worshiped for running away from a battlefield ranachor ranachor ji he is worshiped for stealing butter he is he is worshiped for stealing the clothes of the women gopi vastra harana no so he he is so his anger is worshiped as narsimhadev so we have to understand that the supreme truth is always perfect all so called good and bad qualities everything reside in him harmoniously without a problem vamana avatar in kerala is onam ah yes onam so here so in this way he cheated then in 15th incarnation oh this is vamana in 16th incarnation the lord as bhrugupati annihilated the administrative class kshatriyas 21 times 
being angry with them because of their rebellion against the brahmanas the intelligent class in fact there is more information about all these avatars like matsya kurma uh, parshuram in the later part of the i mean in the shrimad bhagavatam even vamana avatar everything is mentioned thereafter in the 17th incarnation of godhead shri vyasadev appeared in the womb of satyavati through parasharmani see mother and father everything is given and he divided the one veda into several branches and sub branches seeing that the people in general were less intelligent so in this way we understand vyasadev is an incarnation no doubt this was written by vyasadev himself <laughs> so if there if it is a truth then he has to speak now just like krishna said matta paradaram nanyat i am the supreme truth there is nothing equal to or nothing superior to me so if vyasadev has to say it he will say it so he said it um and see the incarnations their activities are mentioned their parents are mentioned or their places mentioned sometimes so all these are indications we have to see from shastra like this why am i going through all these incarnations now because this is mentioned in the shastras we are not accepting uh, some whimsical forms or some you know uh, whimsically we are following no and then um in the 18th incarnation the lord appeared as lord ram in order to perform some pleasing work for the demigods he exhibited superhuman powers by controlling the indian ocean and then killing the atheist king ravana who was on the other side of the sea see although he was appearing like an ordinary human the things he did the way he fought impossible for even demigods to fight like that impossible is the word hmm. i mean ravana was terrorizing the demigods and he immediately easily killed in fact even hanuman could kill ravana easily that's why when he, later on hanuman spoke with bhima that episode in mahabharat when he could not move his tail no bhima could not move hanuman's tail even even by millimeter micrometer even so then hanuman showed his form and he said he um, because bhima showed asked uh, hanuman to show his big form that he uh, exhibited while he jumped from the bharatvarsh to the lanka and then he expanded himself very very big hanuman and then he stopped at a certain point he said you can only see up to this point i can actually expand unlimitedly unlimitedly i can expand and bhima saw this wow you are so great i mean how how can even ravana face you i don't think he is no he is like an ant in comparison to you he is nobody you could have i think you could have killed ravana right then hanuman said yes i could have actually easily killed ravana ravana was nothing for me but i wanted that lord ram kill him and take sita and that would be very honorable hmm so that's why i left ravana to be killed by ram otherwise as actually he is nothing for me <laughs> ravana who was terrorizing the entire universe was not even an ant for hanuman you know but you see how humble hanuman is ah let me show my power ah let's kill ravana no he still his devotion you see he wanted to give the credit to ram so that is devotee how much ever he is empowered he knows that his all his empowerment is coming from the source of all power which is krishna 
In the 19th and 20th incarnations, the Lord advented himself as Lord Balaram and Lord Krishna in the family of Vrishni, the Yadu dynasty. And by so doing, he removed the burden of the world. Then in the beginning of Kali Yuga, the Lord will appear as Lord Buddha, will appear, you see, the son of Anjana in the province of Gaya for, just for the purpose of deluding those who are envious of the faithful theist. Thereafter, at the conjunction of the two yugas, the Lord of the creation will take his birth as the Kalki incarnation and become the son of Vishnu Yasha. At this time, the rulers of the earth, the rulers of the earth will have degenerated into plunderers. O Brahmanas, the incarnations of the Lord are innumerable like rivulets flowing from inexhaustible sources of water. Uh, all the rishis, manus, demigods and descendants of manu who are especially powerful are plenary portions of or portions of the plenary portions of the Lord. This also includes the prajapatis, the progenitors. Now he mentions something else. This is a very important verse actually. Ete chamsa kalapumsa kalahapumsa krishnastu bhagavan svayam indrarivyakulam lokam mridayanti yuge yuge. All of the above mentioned incarnations are either plenary portions or portions of the plenary portions of the Lord. But Lord Sri Krishna is the original personality of Godhead. All of them appear on planets wherever there is a disturbance created by the atheists. The Lord incarnates to protect the theists. See, now Krishna is separated from them and said, Krishna is the Bhagavan Swayam. All of them are Chete Cha Ete. What is that? Etecha. Etecha Amsha Kalaha Pumsaha. So there may be portions or portions of plenary portions. But Krishna, Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. So he is the origin of all other Amshas and Kalas. He is the Sampurna Bhagavan. So in this way, incarnations are mentioned. Now we will go into another topic. A conversation that happened between Sarvaham Bhattacharya and Gopinath Acharya who is a son-in-law of Sarvaham Bhattacharya this is from the Chaitanya Leela Chaitanya Charitamrita right we'll go to this part Madhya Leela chapter 6 text uh, 85, 87 around there Okay, you see, <laughs> this is a conversation between Gopinath and uh, Sarvaham Bhattacharya. So, Sarvaham Bhattacharya then told Gopinath Acharya, take Goswamiji and show him Lord Jagannath. You know, he is referring to Goswami means Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. At that, at, okay, let's. It, um, Prabhu Lord Jagannath is which incarnation? Where Archa Vigraha are not even mentioned in the. Rabinara and Tripathi is asking, 
Lord Jagannath is which incarnation? So Dharu Brahma, see he is Archavatar, the deity forms of Godhead. Those are not even listed here. See again, Archavatar is another whole category. See, so those are not even mentioned here. Hmm. Anyway, at this time, at this time of this conversation, Sarvam Bhattacharya was uh, Mayavadi. He was an impersonalist. He did not become a devotee yet, and he became devotee only after this. just after this when he spoke to chaitanya mahaprabhu but this was actually before he spoke to chaitanya mahaprabhu chaitanya mahaprabhu came to jagannathpuri and he fainted at uh, in jagannath temple and sarvam bhattacharya took you know him home and you know take cared for him so he took him as a great devotee but not as incarnation so this was this was the conversation you see sarvam bhattacharya then told gopinath acharya take goswami ji and show him lord jagannath you know he treated him like a devotee not really like a incarnation also the apartment belonging to my maternal aunt is in a very solitary place make all arrangements for him to stay there so sarvam bhattacharya being a gentleman he was taking good care of chaitanya mahaprabhu through his assistants um, take good care of him he was telling them thus gopinath acharya took lord chaitanya mahaprabhu to his residential quarters and showed him where to find water tubs and water pots indeed he arranged everything the next day gopinath acharya took lord chaitanya mahaprabhu to see the early rising of lord jagannath the uh, mangala mangalarti of jagannath temple gopinath acharya then took mukund datta with him and went to sarvabhoma bhatta's house when they uh, when they arrived sarvabhoma addressed mukund datta as follows the sanyasi is very meek and humble by nature and his person is very beautiful to see consequently my affection for him increases sarvabhoma bhatta acharya is saying this new sanyasi in jagannathpuri he is referring to chaitanya mahaprabhu his name was his sanyasi name was shri krishna chaitanya so um, the sanyasi is very meek and humble by nature and his person is very beautiful to see he is very attractive his features and he is very meek and humble consequently my affection for him increases see in this way sarvabhoma was saying from which sampradaya has he accepted the sanyas order and what is his name gopinath acharya replied the lord's name is shri krishna chaitanya and his sanyas preceptor is the greatly fortunate keshav bharati you <laughs> see how he answered his name is shri krishna chaitanya and his sanyas preceptor that means his sanyas guru who gave him sanyas is the greatly fortunate keshav bharati usually the one who takes sanyas is fortunate but here he is saying the one who gave him sanyas is fortunate <laughs> because the lord accepted him as his sanyas guru how fortunate he must be just like sandipani muni became guru of krishna it was not the fortune of krishna that he became a disciple of sandipani muni it was the fortune of sandipani muni to have become the guru of krishna just like it is the fortune of ananda maharaj to become the father of krishna not the other way around so <clears throat> he like this he mentioned so his uh, sanyas preceptor is keshav bharati now sarvabhoma bhattacharya said shri krishna is a very good name but he belongs to the bharati community therefore he is a second class sanyasi so in mayavad sanyasis there are 10 classes of sanyasis chaitanya bharati um, actually actually the whole list is given in the one of the purports of chaitanya charitamrita the whole list of 10 kinds of sanyasi or sampradayas of sanyasis so bharati community oh his guru was bharati keshav bharati 
ओके भारतीय कम्युनिटी इज सेकंड क्लास सन्यास नॉट लाइक रियली फर्स्ट क्लास सन्यासी ओके इज सेकंड क्लास सन्यासी सो इन दिस वे सार्वभौमाचार्य वाज कैलकुलेटिंग चैतन्य महाप्रभु अकॉर्डिंग टू हिज ओन अंडरस्टैंडिंग गोपीनाथ आचार्य रिप्लाइड श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य महाप्रभु डज नॉट रिलाय ऑन एनी एक्सटर्नल फॉर्मैलिटी देयर इज नो नीड फॉर फॉर हिम टू एक्सेप्ट द सन्यास ऑर्डर फ्रॉम अ सुपीरियर संप्रदाय एक्चुअली सी हाँ लेट्स सी हेर इज द पर्पोर्ट श्री चैतन्य महाप्रभु एक्सेप्टेड सन्यास फ्रॉम द भारतीय संप्रदाय विच बिलोंग्स टू द डिस्प्लिक सक्सेशन ऑफ शंकराचार्य शंकराचार्य इंट्रोड्यूस्ड नेम्स फॉर हिज सन्यास डिसाइपल्स एंड दीज आर टेन इन नंबर आउट ऑफ दीज द सर नेम्स तीर्थ आश्रम एंड सरस्वती आर कंसिडर्ड टॉप मोस्ट सो दिस द फर्स्ट क्लास सन्यासीज तीर्थ आश्रम and saraswati so in the end name of the sanyasi is saraswati or ashram or tirtha or you should understand that he is one of the high class sanyasi but all are actually mayavadis considered low class from vaishnava perspective but among shankarites they are like classified thus in the monastery of shringeri shringeri mat the surname saraswati is considered first class bharati second class and puri third class A sannyasi who has very nicely understood the slogan "Tattvamasi" and who takes his bath at the confluence of the rivers Ganges, Yamuna, and Saraswati is called Tirtha. A person who is very eager to accept sannyas, who is detached from worldly activities, and who has no desire for any kind of material facilities, and who is thus saved from repeated birth and death, is known as ashrama. When a sannyasi lives in a beautiful solitary place in the forest and is named and is freed from all material desires, he is called vana. A sannyasi who always lives in the forest and renounces all connection in, with the world in order to be elevated to the heavenly planets, where he can live in the Nandana Kanana, he is called Aranya. One who prefers living in the mountains, engaging in the study of the Bhagavad Gita, and whose intelligence is fixed, is called Giri. One who prefers living in great mountains, even among ferocious animals, to attain the summit of philosophical speculation. understanding that the essence of this material world is useless is called parvata <coughs> a sanyasi who has dipped into the ocean of the absolute truth and collected some valuable stones of knowledge from that ocean who never falls from the regulative principles of a sanyasi is called sagara one who has learned the classical art of music who engages in its culture and who has become expert and completely aloof from material attachment is called saraswati saraswati is the goddess of music and learning and is and in one hand she holds a musical instrument called a veena or a sanyasi who is always engaged in music for spiritual elevation is called saraswati so such a such a sanyasi can chant the shlokas very nicely and songs and all these things very very nicely samaveda especially are full of songs one who has become completely educated and is freed from all kinds of ignorance and is never unhappy even in a distressed condition is called bharati one who has become very expert in absolute knowledge who is situated in absolute truth and who always discusses the absolute truth is called puri all these sanyasis are assisted by brahmacharis who are described as follows one who knows his real identity and is fixed in his particular occupational duty who is always happy in spiritual understanding is called swarup brahmachari so even brahmacharis had their names in shankarite um, um, shankarite following mayavadis shankaracharya's followers they have all kinds of san- uh, sanyasis have 
classifications brahmacharis have their own classification so these brahmacharis are usually assistants of sannyasis swarup um, brahmachari one who completely knows the brahman effulgence brahman effulgence and is always engaged in the practice of yoga is called prakash brahmachari one who has acquired absolute knowledge and who always meditates on the absolute truth knowledge uh the unlimited and the brahman effulgence thus keeping himself in transcendental bliss is called anand brahmachari one who is able to distinguish between matter and spirit who is never disturbed by material transformations and who meditates on the unlimited inexhaustible auspicious brahman effulgence is a first class learned brahmachari and is named chaitanya when sarvabhauma bhattacharya was talking with gopinath acharya about sri chaitanya mahaprabhu sanyas community he appreciated the first name sri krishna but he did not like the surname chaitanya which is the name for a brahmachari belonging to the bharati community he therefore suggested that the lord be elevated to the saraswati community however gopinath acharya pointed out that the lord does not depend on any external formality gopinath acharya was firmly convinced that sri chaitanya mahaprabhu was krishna himself and therefore independent of any external ritual or formality this digress a bit krishna also when he came he came as a kshatriya brahmana is the first class community kshatriya is the second class community vaishya is third class community shudra is fourth class he appeared in kshatriya community and immediately transferred to the vaishya community in nand maharaj's village gokul vrindavan so there he engaged in vaishya activities third class usually in human society and when he behaved as a king as a second class but not first class because he always considered brahmanas as his worshipable deities of course he did also incarnate as brahmana like vamana dev even chaitanya mahaprabhu as son of brahmana you see is brahmana uh, but he especially uh, usually ram krishna um, he came as Bra- uh, kshatriya because he wanted to worship the brahmanas and he behaved as vaishya to show that go brahmana hitaya cha jagadhitaya namo brahmanya devaya he always is worshiping brahmanas go brahmana hitaya cha welfare of the cows and the brahmanas so the kshatriyas they take care of the welfare of the brahmanas the vaishyas they take care of the welfare of the cows so in this way he he accepted the roles of especially as krishna both as kshatriya and vaishya to teach these principles of go brahmana hitaya cha jagadhitaya krishnaya if you take care of go and brahmana automatically the whole world's welfare will be taken care of so this he wanted to show that's why he acted like that so anyway um so just as krishna when he came as a acted as a third class like vaishya or second class kshatriya that does not change oh krishna became second class or krishna became third class or krishna became a debauchee no 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 he is acted his position is never challenged by any um seemingly inferior position that he might take he accepted a role of a driver of arjuna that does not become his ordinary chauffeur no he is not a rickshaw wala thela wala or some you know uber driver and you know a grab driver no he is still you know supreme personality of godhead never changing in his position just because he became a fish an animal i mean fish is the lowest of all creatures of all animals also fish is the lowest and he became matsya avatar he became a pig but all his avatars are transcendental so we should never calculate chaitanya mahaprabhu or any of the incarnations of krishna or krishna himself 
ఇన్ మనుష్యానం దిస్ వైట్ సైడ్ అవజానంది మామూఢం మానుషి మన మానుషిం తను ఆశ్రిత పరం భావం అజానంతో మమ భూత మహేశ్వరం నైన్ ఎలెవెన్ నైన్ ఎలెవెన్ ఇస్ అ గుడ్ నంబర్ టు రిమెంబర్ ఇస్ అ మూఢ రాస్కల్ నంబర్ ఫర్ రాస్కల్స్ బికాస్ నైన్ ఎలెవెన్ ద బిల్డింగ్స్ వర్ టోన్ డౌన్ ఇన్ అమెరికా అండ్ నైన్ ఎలెవెన్ అవజానంతి మా మూఢ రాస్కల్ మానుషిం తనుమాశ్రితం పరం భావం అజానంతో మమ భూత మహేశ్వరం ఫూల్స్ డిరాడ్ మీ వన్ ఎడ్స్ అన్ ఇన్ హ్యూమన్ ఫామ్ they do not know my transcendental nature as the supreme lord of all that be see so similarly he gopinath acharya is advising sarvamatacharya you do not understand chaitanya mahaprabhu does not need to you know come in any high class or low class he is always the same is independent of all these things gopinath acharya was firmly convinced that shri chaitanya mahaprabhu was krishna himself and therefore independent of any external ritual or formality if one wants to engage in pure devotional service he does not require tight titular superiorities as a bharati or a saraswati um. now bhattacharya kohe ihar praudh jovan kemote sanyas dharma hoibe rakshan he says the bhattacharya inquired sri chaitanya mahaprabhu is in his full fledged youthful life how can he keep the principles of sanyas he is so handsome he is so youthful easily he will attract so many women and at this age in his prime of youth he accepted sanyas how is he going to maintain how is he going to you know protect his sanyas ashram how can he save himself from association with women attraction for women because in youth the attraction for women is the most the senses are the strongest at that point and how is he going to maintain his sanyas i'm worried for him i am taking compassion for him he, he was feeling compassion for chaitanya mahaprabhu <laughs> i shall continue i shall continually recite vedanta philosophy before chaitanya mahaprabhu so that he may remain fixed in his renunciation and thus enter upon the path of monism so this uh, sarvamatacharya was thinking ah, i want to save chaitanya chaitanya mahaprabhu from falling down so i will teach him vedanta he was himself a grihastha actually sarvam patacharya was a grihastha but actually sarvam patacharya was so exalted in his scholarship in his study of the vedanta he was he was such a great scholar that he had disciples who were sanyasis so many sanyasis used to learn from him although he was a grihastha that was the position of sarvabhauma bhattacharya sarva you know what is sarvabhauma means sarvabhauma bhauma means on the earth bhumi means earth bhauma means anybody who has been produced on this earth that means anybody in on the whole land anybody sarvabhauma so sarva bhauma he has conquered them so all men he has conquered in argument he has conquered everybody in argument nobody could stand against him so that's why he is called sarvabhauma it's also used for sometimes kings when they occupy all lands when they are emperor of the entire world like parikshit maharaj he was a sarvabhauma that means all bhumi was under him so that is in um, military conquest but in brahmanas when they are awarded this title of sarvabhauma their conquest is not military conquest but debate conquest of debate like they argue or debate 
and then who wins uh, then this person wins against that person so in this way how many people he can defeat in debate that's how his conquest will be known and that's how he will be known as a sarvabhoma so sarvabhoma tachara being, being a brahmana he conquered like that there was no equal there was no equal in fact he was a incarnation of brahaspati the heavenly rishi uh, brahmarshi um brahaspati anyway so sarvabhoma tachara was saying i will continuously recite vedanta philosophy before chaitanya mahaprabhu so that he will remain strong and not fall down uh, and thus enter upon the path of monism advaita marge vairagya advaita marge pravesha koraiba koraibo so he said i i will i will make sure he will not fall down sarvam batachara then suggested if sri chaitanya mahaprabhu would like i could bring him into a first class sampradaya by offering him saffron cloth and performing the reformatory process again i can reinitiate him into Chet, uh, into sanyas i can i can arrange for that same i can make him into a first class sanyasi then gopinath acharya and mukundatta became very unhappy when they heard this because both of them were devotees they and they understood chaitanya mahaprabhu's position as god as krishna himself gopinath acharya therefore addressed sarvabhoma bhattacharya as follows my dear bhattacharya you do not know the greatness of lord chaitanya mahaprabhu all the symptoms of the supreme personality of godhead are found in him to the highest degree Gopinath Acharya continued Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is celebrated as the supreme personality of godhead those who are ignorant in this connection find the conclusion of a knowledgeable man very difficult to understand the disciples of sarvabhoma bhattacharya retaliated see sarvabhoma bhattacharya's disciples retaliated by what evidence do you conclude that sri chaitanya mahaprabhu is the supreme lord where is the evidence see this is a proper way of asking even if you are not sure you should ask where is the vedic reference that chaitanya mahaprabhu is god that is the way to ask i, I don't believe yeah, you believe not like this this is nonsense what do you believe i believe god where is the reference so he's asked they're asking reference this is the proper i actually took this whole episode to show you all because of this particular questioning this is the way how to check kaliyuga although they were mayavadis they had this much knowledge that if he is real an avatar then he will be mentioned in the shastra so where is the reference for chaitanya mahaprabhu that is the contention here there is a discussion that is going on and in that same manner because we are this is chaitanya charitamrita so we are establishing the position of chaitanya mahaprabhu as a bona fide incarnation and not just made up by hari krishnas gaudiya vaishnavas we made up oh chaitanya mahaprabhu as incarnation ah, but it is just only an ordinary man no so to clear up that also i have brought this topic wow 930 okay by what evidence do you conclude that sri chaitanya mahaprabhu is the supreme lord gopinath acharya replied the statements of authorized acharyas who who understand the supreme personality of godhead are proof the disciples of the bhattacharya said we derive knowledge of the absolute truth by logical hypothesis gopinath acharya replied one cannot attain real knowledge of the supreme personality of godhead by such logical hypothesis and argument so this is the problem with mayavadis this is where they were wrong they said reference they asked but then again they 
they always try to study vedic references from the logical and hypothetical uh, understanding that means using their tiny brains to understand the vedic statements so they are used to this analyzing the grammar analyzing the statement in their own way in this way they create so many offenses actually so gopinath acharya replied one cannot attain real knowledge of the supreme personality of godhead by such logical hypothesis and argument gopinath acharya continued one can understand the supreme personality of godhead only by his mercy not by guesswork or hypothesis anuman praman nahe ishwar tatva gyane kripa vina ishwarere keho nahi jahe keho nahi jane then he quotes ईश्वरेर कृपालेश होय तो जहारे शेत ईश्वर तत्व जानिबारे पारे दाचार्य कंटिन्यूड इफ वन रिसीव्स बट अ टाइनी बिट ऑफ द लॉर्ड्स फेवर बाय डिंट ऑफ डिवोशनल सर्विस ही कैन अंडरस्टैंड द नेचर ऑफ द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉडहेड देयरफॉर कृष्णा सेड टू अर्जुन इन द भगवत गीता भक्तोसि में सखा जेति बिकॉज़ यू आर माय डिवोटी एंड फ्रेंड अर्जुन दैट्स व्हाई आई एम स्पीकिंग टू यू भगवत गीता I am not speaking to you, Bhagavad Gita, because maybe you are a very great learned pundit. You are not. I know you are not a Brahmana. You are not a Kshatriya. Uh, sorry, you are a Kshatriya. You are not a Brahmana. You are not a Sanyasi. You are not a Brahmachari. You are not a um, what is that um, pundit, um, Shastra Vidwan or something like that, a scholar or you know big yogi in the forest or nothing. What did you do? Why am I choosing you? I have come into this world for Dharma Samsthapana Arthaya. and i have chosen you to speak bhagavad gita to why bhakto sime sakhacheti rahasyam hi etad uttamam you can understand this rahasyam this secret this confidential topic because you are my devotee and friend similarly if a tiny bit of the lord's favor we can get which is only attainable by devotional service by the way he can understand the nature of the supreme personality of godhead now he quotes अथापिते अथापिदेवपदुजद्वय प्रसादलेशानुगृहीत जानाति तत्व भगवन्मिमो न चान्ये कोपि चिरं विचिन्वन् माय लॉर्ड इफ वन इज फेवर्ड बाय इवन अ स्लाइट रेस ऑफ द मर्सी ऑफ योर लोटस फीट ही कैन अंडरस्टैंड द ग्रेटनेस ऑफ योर पर्सनालिटी बट दोज हु स्पेक्युलेट यू सी इफ वन इज फेवर्ड बाय इवन अ स्लाइट रेस प्रसाद लेशा अनुग्रहीता प्रसाद मीन्स ऑफ द मर्सी लेशा मीन्स बाय ओनली अ ट्रेस अ स्लाइट ट्रेस अनुग्रहीता फेवर्ड इफ यू आर फेवर्ड बाय इवन अ स्लाइट ट्रेस ऑफ मर्सी ऑफ कृष्णस लोटस फीट ही कैन अंडरस्टैंड द ग्रेटनेस ऑफ योर पर्सनैलिटी बट दोज हू स्पेक्युलेट इन ऑर्डर टू अंडरस्टैंड द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड आर अनेबल टू नो यू इवन दो दे कंटिन्यू टू स्टडी द वेदर्स फॉर मेनी इयर्स ओके यू नो वॉट देर इज सम कॉन्वर्जेशन गोइंग ऑन इन द कॉमेंट्स यर अबाउट फिश Okay, let me rest this. Um, <laughs> rest this uh, conversation. See, fish. The Bengali Brahmins eat fish. Yeah. The reason they say is uh, fish is Ganga Prasad. It's in the Ganga River. Ganga Prasad. We can eat fish. This is their nonsense. So. that's how they think they can eat fish 
so this is their uh, alibaba nonsense we call him alibaba here in in singapore we have some word <laughs> alibaba and the 40 thieves so anything you know like the cheat and all talking nonsense like this they we call them alibaba <laughs> so they are uh, they call it they, that's why they think they can take fish these brahmanas but it is actually rubbish because prabhupada also is from there bengal but he he never you know took fish this all some stupid you know all this brahmanical culture went down that's why it became like that anyway so if slight trace of the mercy of the lord is there we can understand so in other words gopinath acharya is saying you sarvam acharya do you have not received that slight trace of mercy of god yet that's why you are not able to understand um यद्यपि जगद्गुरु तुम्हें शास्त्र ज्ञानवान पृथ्वी ते ना ही पंडित तुम्हार समान ईश्वर कृपालेशन ना ही के तुम्हारे अतएव ईश्वर तत्व ना पार जानीते वेरी ब्यूटिफुल गोपीनाथ आचार्य दैन एड्रेस सार्वभौम आचार्य यू आर अ ग्रेट स्कॉलर एंड अ टीचर ऑफ मेनी डिसाइपल्स इन रीड ही वॉज अ टीचर ऑफ इवन सन्यासीज इन रीड देर इज नो अदर स्कॉलर लाइक यू ऑन अर्थ nonetheless because you are bereft of even a pinch of the lord's mercy you cannot understand him even though he is present in your home he is present in your home you are so unfortunate that even though he is present in your home you are you have <laughs> taken care of him and still you do not understand that he is supreme personality of godhead although there is no scholar that is equal to you on earth you see yadyapi jagadguru tumi you see you are a, you are a guru for the whole jagat teacher of many disciples in fact the whole world you can be the guru that much knowledgeable that much scholarship you have shastra gyanavan prithvitya nahi pandit tumar saman in the whole earth there is no pandit like you ईश्वरेर कृपालेशन नाही के तुम आते अतएव ईश्वर तत्व ना पार जानी थे हाउ नाइस सो नेक्स्ट इसे तुम्हार नाहिक दोष शास्त्रे एक कहे पंडित आदि ईश्वर तत्व ज्ञान कभू ना है ही सेड वेल इट्स नॉट योर फॉल्ट इट इज द वर्ड इट ऑफ द स्क्रिप्चर्स you cannot understand the supreme personality of god had simply by scholarship so you being a scholar and not understanding god who is in your home right now is not your fault because shastra actually say that shastra says that even one is a uh, expert in scholar uh, shastra he cannot understand the scriptures uh, he cannot understand god he cannot understand krishna See the Prabhupada says this is a very important verse. Even big scholars cannot understand Krishna, yet they dare to comment on Bhagavad Gita. Therefore, in the, in the you see in the references are also from Katha Upanishad. Nayamatma pravachane na labhyo nama thayana bahu na shrute na yame vaishavrunute te na labhyas tasya ishaatma vivrunute tanum swam naishatar ke na matirapane ya proktan ye naiva. सुज्ञानाय प्रेष्ठ यामाप सत्यधृतिर्बतासीदृन्नो भूयानचिकेत पृष्ट सो दीज आर सेंग दट यू नो वी कैनॉट अंडरस्टैंड द लॉर्ड अनलेस वी आर फेवर्ड बाय हिम 
even if we are shastra vidwan bahuna shrutena shruti means vedas bahuna shrutena even if we are expertly vastly learned in the vedas or nam medhaya medha means intelligence fully intelligent very intelligent we cannot understand yam evaisha vrunute tena labhyas whomever he chooses to reveal himself that person only will understand him hmm. so next sarvabhauma kohe आचार्य कहो सावधान आचार्य कहो सावधाने तुमाते ईश्वर कृपा इथे क्री प्रमाणे सार्वभौम भट्टाचार्य रिप्लाइड माय डियर गोपीनाथ आचार्य प्लीज स्पीक विद ग्रेट केयर व्हाट इज द प्रूफ दैट यू हैव रिसीव्ड द मर्सी ऑफ द लॉर्ड एंड दैट आई डिड नॉट यू आर सेइंग आई डिड नॉट आई डोंट हैव इवन अ स्लाइट ट्रेस ऑफ मर्सी दैट्स व्हाई आई कैन नॉट अंडरस्टैंड व्हाट इज द प्रूफ दैट यू हैव मर्सी अगेन ही इज आस्किंग प्रूफ आचार्य को है वस्तु विषय होए वस्तु ज्ञान वस्तु तत्व ज्ञान होए कृपाते प्रमाण वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट वर्स 689 राइट या 6.89 ऑफ मध्य लीला गोपीनाथ आचार्य रिप्लाइड नॉलेज ऑफ द समम बोनम द एब्सोल्यूट ट्रुथ इज एविडेंस ऑफ द मर्सी ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड नॉलेज ऑफ द समम बोनम is evidence of the mercy of the supreme lord only a pure devotee knows the samam bonam the absolute truth to the highest degree so much so that even if the absolute truth tries to hide himself or cheat the devotee the devotee finds out he knows the secret of the absolute truth he he can he can see the absolute he can understand absolute truth even if the absolute truth tries to hide himself from the devotee naham prakasha sarvasya krishna says i don't manifest myself between the i mean in front of the fools and rascals and therefore they cannot understand me but when he tries the same trick with a devotee he fails because the devotee understands the absolute truth to such an extent that the absolute truth himself cannot hide himself therefore it is said knowledge of the samam bonam the absolute truth is evidence of the mercy of the supreme lord i want to bring this argument to our iskon our iskon the knowledge how do we know whether they have the mercy of the of prabhupad or of krishna their knowledge for example of the guru tatva is totally flawed and as much as i have said i did not bring it out yet the video that i was speaking about there was this one so called big big scholar of iskon who has written to me and he has presented the guru tatva in a way which is so bad i mean bad is a understatement even worst is an understatement it's completely upside down comes upside down the whole guru tatva is like you know upside down and he is supposed to be a very great scholar that's what he was introduced to me as he was introduced as a very great scholar to me by somebody and his explanation was so bad so when i saw this verse then i said wow this is the evidence that there is no mercy of prabhupada there. there is no mercy of krishna there because the knowledge is completely and he is so convinced the problem is the atheist is also very convinced the theist is also very convinced how can that be both are convinced about their own ideologies hmm. 
Mm. We will actually come to that verse. Wow, it is actually <laughs> very late. So, um, this is possible because uh, there is a nice verse, 6.4.31 in the Srimad Bhagavatam, which we will come to actually in the course of this argument. And uh, that verse also will be quoted there. So, we will visit at that time. Now, you see, th- this is the point. Their understanding of the Guru Tattva has completely flawed. Because why? No mercy. The, the, therefore, their understanding of Guru Tattva, now they are saying simplified Guru system. Bhakti Charu Swami, who passed away recently, he said in a video recently, just prior to his passing away, that now it is a simplified Guru system in Iskon. Where? Where? Where is the proof of such a system in Shastra? When we say Ritvik system, they say, oh, this is against Shastra, this is against Sampradaya, this is against everything. But when they say simplified Guru system, everything, women, Gurus and this and that, everything is just correct. But when we say what Prabhupada said, that is wrong. And their understanding of, oh, what is simplified Guru system? That is not Guru Tattva. It's flawed. It's, it's fundamentally flawed. So when I saw this verse, I was actually always wondering, how come they have lost the knowledge so badly? Knowledge of the Samam Bonam, the Absolute Truth. The Absolute Truth means we know six aspects. One day Gurun. Guru is also one of the aspects of the Absolute Truth, right? So Guru Tattva is one of the aspects of Absolute Truth. They have lost it. The knowledge is lost in his con, sadly. So it's the evidence of the mercy of the Supreme Lord. So then he goes on further. Um, further. Ihar Sharire Sabe Ishwar Lakshan Maha Premavesh Tumi Gopinath Acharya continued, You have seen the symptoms of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the body of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu during his absorption in an ecstatic mood. You see, you have in fact seen those symptoms of the Supreme Personality of Godhead when he showed his ecstatic forms. Because that's when actually Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sarvam Bhattacharya saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because he fainted in the Jagannath temple and that's when Sarvam Bhattacharya took him home. So he saw him first time in his ecstatic uh, form. So, Gobinath Acharya is saying, you have already seen the symptoms of the Supreme Personality when you saw him in the ecstatic mood. Next verse. Despite directly perceiving the symptoms of the Supreme Lord in the body of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you cannot understand him. This is commonly called illusion. Maya. Tabuta Ishwar Gyan na hoy tomar Ishwarer Maya e Boli Vyavahar. Dekhile na dekhetar Dekhile na dekhetare Bahirmukajan Shuni Hasi Sarvabhoma Boli Levachan. A person influenced by the external energy is called Bahirmukajan. <coughs> Hmm. <coughs> a person influenced by the external energy is called Bahirmukachan, a mundane person. Because despite his perception, he cannot understand the real substance. You see, Dekhile na dekhetar Bahirmukachan. Pashanna pina pashati. This is also stated in the Bhagavatam. Pashanna pina pashati. He sees everybody dying, but he thinks he thinks him himself he does not die. Ahani ahani bhutani gachanti hai yamalayam 
Seshasthavarmichandhi Kimaschariyamatahparam. This is also and also in the second canto, first chapter. Dehapatya kalatradishu atmasainyeshu asatsvapi tesham pramatta nidhanam pashyanna pina pashyati. Even though they see, they still cannot see the reality. That is called mundane person. Despite his perception, he cannot understand the real substance. Like for example, everybody sees that a body who, which was moving and everything suddenly becomes dead and the body is not moving. They don't understand what has happened. They have seen it happening. They have seen through, they, must, they may have seen the person living and then passing on into death. And now the person is dead. Although they see the whole thing, they still absolutely don't understand what exactly happened there. And they start crying and everything. They don't understand soul, they don't understand body. So this is called a materialist, a person who cannot understand even after seeing it. That's why seeing is believing is rubbish. Because even after seeing, he cannot understand it. Hmm. Hearing Gopinath Acharya say this, Saruham Bhattacharya smiled and began to speak as follows. Ishta, ishta goshti vichar kori na kori ho rosh shastra drishte kohi kichu na lai ha dosh the bhattacharya said we are just having a discussion among friends and considering the points described in the scriptures do not become angry i am simply speaking on the strength of the shastras please do not take any offense so he is cooling him down so they, it was although they were you know father-in-law and son-in-law they were very not 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 sorry son-in-law like a disciple or what? I always get it wrong. I always call him Sainla. Mm, well, anyway, they were of that age. Sarvamadhyaya was much older actually. Mahabhagavat hoy Chaitanya Gosai. E kalikale Vishnu avataranai. See, this is how what Sarvamadhyaya said. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is certainly a great uncommon devotee. Yes, Mahabhagavat hoy Chaitanya Gosai. E kalikale Vishnu avataranai. So he said, but we cannot accept him as an incarnation of Lord Vishnu because according to Shastra, there is no incarnation in this age of Kali. Triyuga. Atayeva Triyuga Kori Kohim Vishnu Naam Kali Yuga Avatar Nahi Shastra Gyan. You see how he is presenting Shastra. Although he was faulty in his conclusion, Gopinath Acharya will correct him, but he is presenting from Shastra at least. So that should be the base. Then yes, we can come to a proper conclusion. That's why he's saying another name for Lord Vishnu is Triyuga because he there is no incarnation of Lord Vishnu in Kali Yuga. Indeed, this is the verdict of the revealed scriptures. Shuniya Acharya kohe dukhi hoya mane shastragnya koriya tumi kore abhimane. Upon hearing this, Gopinath Acharya became very unhappy. He said to the Bhattacharya, You consider yourself the knower of all Vedic scriptures. Bhagavat Bharat dui shastrer pradhan. Srimad Bhagavatam and the Mahabharata are the two most important Vedic scriptures, but you have paid no attention to their statements. Because in those statements are to be found evidence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In Srimad Bhagavatam and Mahabharata, it is stated that the Lord appears directly, but you say that. In this age, there is no manifestation or incarnation of Lord Vishnu. Kali Yuge Leelavatarna Kore Bhagavan Atayeva Triyuga Kore Kohi Tarnam. In this age of Kali, there is no Leelavatar of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, he is known as Triyuga. That is one of his holy names. 
बिकॉज देर इज नो लील अवतार बट देर इज छन्न अवतार सो दैट इज एक्सप्लेन इन भागवतम एंड ऑल्सो महाभारत इन द विष्णु सहस्र नाम गोपीनाथ आचार्य कंटिन्यू देर इज सर्टनली एन इनकारनेशन इन एवरी एज एंड सच एन इनकारनेशन इज कॉल्ड युग अवतार बट योर हार्ट हैज बिकम सो हार्ड एंड बाई लॉजिक एंड आर्ग्यूमेंट दैट यू कैन नॉट कंसिडर ऑल दीज फैक्ट्स this is from the bhagavatam where gargamuni says this when krishna was born he is seeing his astrology and then he said this after seeing his astrological chart asan varnastra yohyasya grahana grahanato nu yugam tanuh shuklo raktastathapita idanim krishna tam gatah in the past your son has had bodies of three different colors according to the age these colors were white red and yellow in this age dwapara yuga he has accepted a blackish body so this yellow is the kali yuga that is the golden form hmm? uh, gaura gauranga mahaprabhu so that is the chaitanya mahaprabhu he has accepted the radha bhava dyuti suvalitam naomi krishna swarupam he is he has accepted the radha bhava and radha dyuti He has accepted the mood and complexion of Radha Rani, golden complexion. So that's why he is called Pita or yellow. So that yellow, which was mentioned in the Bhagavatam by uh, Gargamuni, is referring to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Next, iti dwapar urvisha stuvanti jagadishwaram nana tantra vidhane na kalavapi tathashrono. This quotation from eleven five thirty one. In the age of Kali, as well as in dwapar yuga the people offer prayers to the supreme personality of godhead by various mantras and observe the regulatory principles of the supplementary vedic literatures now hear of this from me see kalavapi tatha shruno see even in kali yuga कृष्णवर्णा कृष्ण सांगोपांगास्त्रपाषद यज्ञ संकर्तन प्राजंती सुमेधस इलेवन फाइव थर्टी कृष्णवर्णम ही इज इन द कैटगरी ऑफ कृष्ण एंड ही कृष्णवर्णयति ही डिस्क्राइब्स एंड ग्लोरिफाइज कृष्ण बाय चैंटिंग हिज नेम एंड डिस्कसिंग भागवत फिलॉसफी सो टू वेज कृष्णवर्णम इज अ पन देर so varna means usually like brahmana varna kshatriya varna vaishya varna this is called varnashrama varna means the category so this caste or you know so krishna varna means he is in the category of krishna that means he is not an ordinary jeeva soul that is the first thing he is krishna varna he should not be considered an ordinary soul as arohom vatachari was saying he was his ordinary soul no he is just a great devotee no कृष्णवर्णम ही इज इन द कैटेगरी ऑफ कृष्ण तत्व और विष्णु तत्व नॉट जीव तत्व सो कृष्णवर्णम टू थिंग्स ही इज इन द कैटेगरी ऑफ कृष्ण एंड कृष्णवर्णयति वर्णन मीन्स टू डिस्क्राइब ही ऑलवेज डिस्क्राइब्स और ग्लोरिफाइज कृष्ण बाय चैंटिंग हिज नेम एंड डिस्कसिंग भागवत फिलॉसफी एंड डिस्कसिंग सो मच अबाउट कृष्ण सो कृष्णवर्णम त्विषा अकृष्णम त्विषा मीन्स द कॉम्प्लेक्शन इज अकृष्णम कृष्ण मीन्स ऑल्सो ब्लैक That's why the waning fortnight is called Krishna Paksha. Shukla Paksha, Krishna Paksha. Shukla Paksha means waxing moon. Shukla means white. Krishna means black. So Krishna also means black. 
So Krishna, Shukla Paksha, uh, we as Gaudi Vaishnavas, we call it Gaura Paksha. Instead of Shukla Paksha, we call it Gaura Paksha and then Krishna Paksha. Um, Shukla means white. So Gaura means Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So um, everything connected with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Even our Masa, our months are all Vishnu Masa or uh, Vishnu names. They have their other names, which are the general names, but we we have Vishnu names. Hmm. So anyway, Gaurapaksha, Krishna Paksha. So Krishna, Twisha Akrishna. Krishna means black. Akrishna means not black. His complexion is not black, although he is in the category of Krishna. So that is actually again pointing to the golden Pita. And Sangopangastra Parshadam Yajnaihi Sankirtana Prayair Yajantihi Sumedhasaha. In this age of Kali, those who are intelligent perform the congregational chanting of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead who appears in this age always describing the glories of Krishna. That incarnation is yellowish in hue and is always decor- associated with his plenary expansions such as Nityananda Prabhu and personal expansions such as Gadadhar as well as his devotees and associates such as Swarup Damodar. This verse is uh, from Srimad Bhagavatam is explained by Sri Jiva Goswami in his Krama Sandarbha as quoted by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur in regard to the explanation of Adalila 3rd chapter verse 52. So anyway, this is from Mahabharata. Suvarnavarno hemango varangas chandanangadi Sanyasakrichama Santo Nishtha Shanti Parayanaha. The Lord in the incarnation of Gaurasundar has a golden. This is from Vishnu Sahasranama Stotra Mahabharata. Um, indeed, um, has a golden complexion. The Lord has a golden complexion. Indeed, his entire body, which is very nicely constituted, is like molten gold. Sandalwood pulp is smeared all over his body. He will take the fourth order of spiritual life, Sanyasa. And he will be very much self-controlled. He will be distinguished from Mayavadi sannyasis in that he will be fixed in devotional service and will spread the Sankirtan movement. Uh, Parayana, always in the ecstatic mode of devotional service. Shanti, bringing peace by propagating the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Uh, <coughs> so, is, this is from Mahabharata. Gopinath Ashara then said, there is, no need to, there is no need to quote so much evidence from the Shastras for you are a very dry speculator. There is no need to sow seeds in barren land. I am just sowing seeds in barren land now. You are like a barren land. Nothing will work. Even though how much I quote also nothing will work for you. Because you are just dry speculator. Tomar upare tar kripa jabe habe e shab siddhanta tabe tumiha kohibe. When the Lord will be pleased with you, you will also understand these conclusions and will quote from the Shastras. And you will quote. <laughs> and actually that happened later on. Sarvamattacharya so, became a devotee and he wrote so much Shastra and he quoted so much. He became a very, very staunch devotee. One of the most important associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The false arguments and philosophical word jugglery of your disciples are not false of theirs. They have simply received the benediction of Mayavad philosophy. Um, this is the verse 6431 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Yachaktayo, 
मुहुरात्मोहम तस्म नमो नुणा भूमि This is from Shrimad Bhagavatam 6431. I offer my respectful obeisances unto the supreme personality of Godhead, who is full of unlimited qualities and whose different potencies bring about agreement and disagreement between disputants. Thus, the illusory energy again and again covers the self-realization of both disputants. <laughs> and actually, let us go to this verse 6431. So there is some other. um quote from the uh this comments yada pashyat pashyate rukma varnam karat kartaram isham purusham brahma yonim one who sees that golden colored personality of godhead the supreme lord the supreme actor who is the source of supreme brahman is liberated So in this way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is also mentioned. And where is this? Mundaka Upanishad, even the Upanishads. Actually, so many, so many like this uh, references. So this is six four thirty one. Thirty <coughs> one. Let's see this. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the all-pervading supreme personality of Godhead, who possesses unlimited transcendental qualities, acting from within the cores of the of the hearts of all philosophers, who propagate various views. he causes them to forget their own souls while sometimes agreeing and sometimes disagreeing among themselves thus he creates within this material world a situation in which they are unable to come to a conclusion i offer my obeisances unto him this is the reason why they have so many philosophies and philosophers and they never come to a conclusion and they always disagree they fight and sometimes they agree in in this way everyone is in illusion only in this way so in the in the purport let's see the purport of this since time immemorial or since the creation of the cosmic manifestation the conditioned souls have formed various parties of philosophical speculation but this is not true of the devotees non devotees have different ideas of creation maintenance and annihilation and therefore they are called vadis and prativadis proponents and counter proponents not only of uh, creation maintenance and annihilation when he says creation and uh, maintenance and annihilation it also means the avatars because the avatars come to maintain the the religious principles right so that is also maintenance maintenance not only means the physical maintenance of the universe but also the moral maintenance the the everything the spiritual maintenance everything so lord vishnu is in charge of maintenance the, to maintain therefore there is yagna sahayagna prajasrishtva purovacha prajapati anena prasavishyadvam esavostvista esha vostvishta kamadhuk this is in the third chapter of bhagavad gita 10th 10th verse so along with the prajapatis the yagna was also created this the method of sacrifice because that will maintain the peace in the world cooperation and peace will be maintained by yagna process so maintenance also means that dharma samsthapanartha is also part of the maintenance so the non devotees have different ideas of creation maintenance and annihilation and therefore they are called vadis and prativadis proponents and counter proponents philosophers theoretical theorists you know there are so many theories it is understood from the statements of mahabharata that there are many munis or speculators tarko pratishtha shrutayo vibhinna anasa vrishiryasya matam na bhinnam 
all speculators must disagree with other speculators otherwise why should there be so many opposing parties concerned with ascertaining the supreme cause uh, why should there be any so many opposing parties concerned with ascertaining the supreme, supreme cause philosophy means finding the ultimate cause as vedanta sutra very reasonably says athatu brahma jignasa human life is meant for understanding the ultimate cause devotees accept the, that the ultimate cause is krishna because this conclusion is supported by all vedic literature and also by krishna himself who says aham sarvasya prabhavah i am the source of everything devotees have no problem understanding the ultimate cause of everything but non devotees must face must face many opposing elements because everyone who wants to be a prominent philosopher invents his own way in india there are many such many parties of philosophers such as the dvaitavadis advaitavadis vaisheshikas mimamsakas mayavadis and swabhavavadis and each of them opposes the others similarly in the western countries there are also many philosophers with different views of creation life maintenance and annihilation thus it is undoubtedly a fact that there are countless philosophers throughout the world each of them contradicting the others now one may ask one might ask why there are so many philosophers if the ultimate goal of philosophy is one undoubtedly the ultimate cause is one the supreme brahman as arjuna told krishna in bhagavad gita 10.12 param brahma param dhama pavitram paramam bhavan purusham shashvatam divyam adi devam majam vibhum you are the supreme brahman the ultimate the supreme abode and purifier the absolute truth and the eternal divine person you are the primal god transcendental and original and you are the unborn and all pervading beauty non devotee speculators however do not accept an ultimate cause sarva karana karanam because they are ignorant and bewildered concerning the soul and its activities even though some of them have a vague idea of the soul many controversies controversies arise and the philosophical speculators can never reach a conclusion all of these speculators are envious of the supreme personality of godhead and as krishna says in bhagavad gita 16.19 and 20 तानहम द्विशतक्रूरान संसारेशु नराधमान क्षिपाम यजस्रम अशुभान आशुरेश्वे वयोनिशु आसुरीम्योनिमापन्ना मूढाजन्मनि जन्मनि मामाप्राप्यैव कौन्तेय ततोयान्त्यधमां गतिम दोज हु आर एनवियस एंड मिस्चिवस हु आर द लोएस्ट अमंग मेन आर कास्ट बाय मी इनटू द ओशन ऑफ मटेरियल एक्जिस्टेंस इनटू वेरियस डेमोनियक स्पीशीज ऑफ लाइफ अटेनिंग रिपीटेड बर्थ अमंग द स्पीशीज ऑफ डेमोनियक लाइफ सच पर्सन कैन नेवर अप्रोच मी gradually they sink down to the most abominable type of existence because of their envy of the supreme personality of godhead non devotees are born in demonic families life after life they are great offenders and because of their offenses the supreme lord keeps them always bewildered kurvandi chaisham muhuratma moham the lord the supreme personality of godhead purposely keeps them in darkness atma moham the great authority parashar the father of vyasadeva explains the supreme personality of godhead thus ज्ञानशक्तिबलैश्वर्यवीरतेजाशेषतःगवत्शब्दवाच्यानिविनाहेयर्गुणाधिभिः but is just working naturally thus they are kept in constant darkness birth after birth they cannot and cannot understand the real cause of all causes this is the reason why there are so many schools of philosophical speculation in this way he establishes the point and this is from the 11th canto 22nd chapter 4th verse 
युक्तम चंति भाषन्ते ब्राह्मणा यथा मायाम मदीयाम उद्गृह्या वदताम किम नुदुर्घटम इन ऑलमोस्ट ऑल केसेस व्हाट एवर लर्नड ब्राह्मणस स्पीक बिकम्स एक्सेप्टेड नथिंग इज इंपॉसिबल फॉर वन हु टेक्स शेल्टर ऑफ माय इल्यूजरी एनर्जी एंड स्पीक्स अंडर हर इन्फ्लुएंस व्हाट इज द मीनिंग ऑफ दिस दैट मींस वन हु इज अंडर द शेल्टर ऑफ माय इल्यूजरी एनर्जी माया देयर इज नथिंग इंपॉसिबल फॉर हिम टू से एनी नॉनसेंस ही विल से देयर इज अ बंगाली प्रोवर्ब पागल की ना बोले छागल की ना खाए अ पागल मींस अ मेंटल यू नो मैड क्रेजी फिलो पागल की ना बोले वॉट अ मैड मैन डज नॉट से एंड छागल मीन्स गोट अ गोट एनिमल गोट वॉट अ गोट डज नॉट ईट एंड वॉट अ मैड मैन डज नॉट से नथिंग इज इम्पॉसिबल फॉर हिम टू से एनी नॉनसेंस ही कैन स्पीक एंड गोट एनी थिंग ही विल ईट अदर एनिमल्स दे हैव सम सेलेक्शन ऑफ वॉट ग्रास और वॉट लीव्स दे कैन ईट गोट एनी एनी थिंग ही विल ईट नो discrimination so therefore it is said in bengali pagal kina bole chagal kina khaye what a madman does not speak and what a uh, goat does not eat so in this way it is said here also in the sanskrit um, there is nothing impossible nothing is impossible for one who takes shelter of my illusory energy and speaks under her influence and what he speaks when he speaks under her influence मोहितानाम विकथंते टू फाइव थर्टीन राइट यू नो दस टू फाइव थर्टीन विलज्जमान यास्थातुम ईक्षापथे मुया विमोहिता विकथंते ममाहम दुर्धिया The illusory energy of the Lord cannot take precedence, being ashamed of her position. But those who are bewildered by her always talk nonsense. being absorbed in thoughts of it is i and it is mine see so in this way they will talk any nonsense yeah. so that he is mentioning here um. so even though he may know some scriptures just like sarvamatacharya he knows all scriptures but no mercy of the lord therefore he cannot understand the truth even uh, even though he knows scriptures after hearing this from gopinath ashara sarvamatacharya said First, go to the place where Sir Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is staying and invite him here with his associates. Ask him on my account. So the, later on, after this, there is a conversation between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Sarvam Bhattacharya, because Sarvam Bhattacharya tries to speak to him about philosophy and keep him protected in Sanyas Ashram, protect uh, protect him from falling down. When Sarvam Bhattacharya speaks, then eventually Sarv- Chaitanya Mahaprabhu listens for seven days, and after that, he never asks anything, he never says anything, he just listens for seven days. Sarvam Bhattacharya becomes puzzled. Are you are listening and listening and listening, not asking a question? Okay, I can understand that you are not understanding everything because he said I, I am not able to understand what you are saying. Then Sarvam Bhattacharya said, Okay, it is fine. You, are, you don't understand what I am saying. It is, um, it is quite um, usual because it, this is very high philosophy. I am speaking. So you don't understand. That is fine. But uh, if uh, usually a person when he doesn't understand, he will ask questions. But you are not asking any questions. Why? I don't understand this. Then he said, "Sarva uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, 'See, I do understand the shlokas that you are quoting. They are quite crystal clear. But then the purport that you give, that doesn't make any sense to me. That is the thing that I am not understanding. The shlokas are quite clear for me. Oh, really? You are that great a pundit that you know the shlokas meaning, and I do not know. 
ఓకే యూ ఎక్స్ప్లెయిన్ దెన్ మంచి అదే మా బాబు స్టార్ట్స్ ఎక్స్ప్లెయినింగ్ సార్వహం భట్టాచార్య ఎట్ ది ఎండ్ యాక్చువల్లీ లాంగ్ డిస్కషన్ అండ్ దెన్ సార్వహం భట్టాచార్య లూజెస్ కంప్లీట్లీ హీ గెట్స్ డిఫీటెడ్ ఇన్ ది ఆర్గ్యుమెంట్ దెన్ హీ బికమ్స్ అ థియస్ట్ డివోటీ ఎన్ జిస్ వై చైతన్య మహాప్రభు కన్వర్టెడ్ సార్వహం భట్టాచార్య ఇన్ టు అ డివోటీ బట్ స్ట్రెంగ్త్ వాజ్ స్క్రిప్చర్ అండ్ ఆల్సో నాట్ జస్ట్ స్క్రిప్చర్ ద మర్సీ ఆఫ్ ద గురు మస్ట్ బి దేర్ మర్సీ ఆఫ్ ద సాధు మస్ట్ బి దేర్ దట్స్ వైట్ ఎస్ ఎస్ సాధు శాస్త్ర గురు ఓన్లీ శాస్త్రం లైక్ సార్వహం భట్టాచార్య వాజ్ ఓన్లీ శాస్త్రం బట్ స్టిల్ ఈ కో నాట్ ఫైండ్ ద ఎవిడెన్సెస్ దట్ గోపీనాథ్ ఆచార్య షోడ్ ఈవెన్ దో ఆఫ్టర్ హీ షోడ్ ద ఎవిడెన్స్ స్టిల్ హీ వాజ్ నాట్ రియలీ బిలీవింగ్ you see this is what happens even though one no shastra if he does not have the guru kripa sadhu kripa then he cannot understand even shastra sadhu shastra guru vakya to understand shastra we need the mercy of guru yasya deve para bhaktir what is it yatha deve tatha gurav yasya deve para bhaktir yatha yatha deve tatha gurav తస్యతే కథితాయర్థ ప్రకాశంతే మహాత్మన శ్వేతాశ్వతరోపనిషత్ వితౌట్ ద మర్సీ ఆఫ్ గురు వీ కెన్ నాట్ అండర్స్టాండ్ శాస్త్రం సో ఇన్ దిస్ వే వీ హ్యావ్ టు అండర్స్టాండ్ అవతార్ యాక్చువల్లీ దర్ ఇస్ అ హోల్ అనదర్ డిస్క్రిప్షన్ ఆఫ్ ద కేటగిరీస్ ఆఫ్ అవతార్స్ విచ్ ఆర్ ఇ నాట్ గో ఇన్ టు మేబీ నెక్స్ట్ సెషన్ విల్ గో ఇన్ టు దాట్ పార్ట్ దెన్ విల్ కంటిన్యూ ఫ్రమ్ దెన్ ఆల్ రైట్ ఐ థింక్ వీ విల్ స్టాప్ హియర్ ఫర్ టుడే అండ్ వీ విల్ టేక్ ఎనీ క్వశ్చన్స్ Uh, one second, just give me a moment. Oh, we have so many questions. Wow. Okay. First question by Bhakta Virendra. Mahavishnu impregnates spirit soul in Mother Nature. So is Lord Brahma secondary creator? Yes. Is Radharani the supreme mother of all jivas and Krishna the seed-giving father? Um, she is mother, Radharani. Uh, but in the material world, the seed-giving happens in the material world. That is the beginning, right? So, in the spiritual world, although he is the father, Krishna is the father and Radharani is the mother, it's not that they begot us. It's not that Krishna impregnated Radharani and then Radharani became pregnant and then we all came out of radharani's womb it's not exactly like that so material birth has a beginning like that there is a conception and then there is pregnancy and then there is birth but spiritually we all exist eternally so when he says i am the seed giving father that seed giving happens in the material world the bodies of the living entities they are generated from such species krishna says in the fourth chapter 14 chapter fourth verse సర్వయోనిషు కౌంతేయ సంభవంతిమూర్తయజ తాసాం బ్రహ్మ మహద్యోనిర్ అహం బీజప్రదహపిత తాసాం మహద్ మహద్యోనిర్ యోని ఐ ఐఎమ్ ద సీర్ గివింగ్ ఫాదర్ బట్ హూ ఇస్ ద మదర్ మహద్యోనిర్ దిస్ మహత్తత్వ దిస్ మెటీరియల్ నేచర్ ఇస్ ద మదర్ సో మెటీరియల్ నేచర్ ఇస్ ఇంప్రెగ్నేటెడ్ సో దట్స్ వై ఇట్ ఇస్ కాల్డ్ భవసాగర్ భవ మీన్స్ టు బికమ్ వీ బికేమ్ సంథింగ్ ఎల్స్ దాన్ వీ యాక్చువల్లీ వాట్ వీ వర్క్ we are actually originally you know a uh, servant of krishna but then we became something else actually we did not become we accepted a body due to which we have this false ego which makes us i think that we are something else that we became something else or oh, now i am a dog now i became a human now i became a pig therefore i behave like a pig or a human or a dog like that 
This is called bhava. Bhava means to become. Manmana bhavamad bhakta. Bhavamad bhakta means become my devotee. So bhava means to become. So bhava is the material world is called bhava means because here we become something than what we actually are. So when we seed giving father means the material nature is the mother there. Her womb is pregnant, impregnated. Next question by Mahabhakta Virendra. Many Vaishnava devotees, in spite of knowing Krishna conscious knowledge, like to hear more and more about pastimes of Krishna from other Vaishnavas and increase their Krishna conscious knowledge. That's not even a question, but you put a question mark there. <laughs> is it because the name, fame, pastimes of Krishna and his incarnations are unlimited? Yes, this is always relishable, you know. Once you Namagana Sadaruchi, you'll never get tired of hearing or chanting about Krishna. If we do it offenselessly, if we do it offenseless, offensively, yes, we may face such um, tiredness. That's why we cannot chant like Haridas Thakur all the time because we are chanting with offense. If we really chant offenselessly, oh, we will be wanting to chant more and more. Hmm. There is a symptom of a person who who um, actually has attained love of Godhead. <coughs> Then uh, Bhaktivirendra again. Vedavyas in Bhavishya Puran has mentioned about non Sanatan Dharma prophets like such as Jesus Muhammad. So is this Shastrik? You know, in the Shastra we find everything that is Shastrik and beyond Shastra. I mean uh, beneath, I mean what is Shastrik principles? Chandala is a word mentioned in the Shastras, but Chandalas themselves are people who are below even Shudras, Varnashram system. So they don't they're not really followers of um, Vedas. But they are also given a mention in the shastras, right? So there, there are there are there is mention of things that are outside of the Vedic purview. Is completely you know beyond, not beyond in the sense of higher, in the sense of lower. So these kinds of uh, Jesus, Muhammad, they messengers of God, try to elevate the people who were mlechas and yavanas, and brought them to a certain standard of. Uh, God consciousness but then if you see those religions um, they have very rudimentary understanding of God very um, elementary understanding of God the much greater detail is found in our Vedic scriptures so all are although pointing to God how far they take you to on the path of God that is the thing uh, some of them take you a little bit some of them take you most so vedas are like that especially in the vedas also there are so many misleading like karmakanda for example it's not exactly the real aim of vedas so they are also only taking us to a certain level only so even in the vedas the vaishnava uh, literature is the topmost and that's why bhagavatam is called amalam puranam spotless scripture because in this only devotional service is discussed and nothing else and that is the highest religious principle. Savaipum sam paro dharmo yato bhaktira dhoksha jayam. suprasitati. Completely satisfies the soul in devotional service. <coughs> so, that's, that's why there are mentions of things that are not exactly Vedic. Even Buddha, for example, is mentioned in the Vedas. But then Buddhism is not... Is, na- is Gnostic, it is atheism, but it is still mentioned because 
you know mm. it, it was a timely necessity according to time and place uh, but then it's not an eternal religious principle you see next bhaktin puja some of someone tell me when the birth of god occurs by biological process as after fertilization and in 9 months god remains in the womb of mother and develops in organs one by one or his development is divine is lord heart anatomy is same as human or is different come on <laughs> the lord is completely different in fact his pregnancy was also completely different um shrimad bhagavatam don't try to analyze his anatomy with your biology chapter 10 i mean canto 10 chapter 2 text 18 it is explained how krishna was conceived thereafter accompanied by plenary expansions the fully opulent supreme personality of godhead who is all auspicious for the entire universe was transferred from the mind of vasudev to the mind of devaki not by sexual union devaki having thus been initiated by vasudev became beautiful by carrying lord krishna the original consciousness for everyone the cause of all causes within the core of her heart just as the east becomes beautiful by carrying the rising moon we should note carefully in the purport we see we should note carefully that the lord was transferred to devaki not by ordinary way for a human being but by diksha initiation thus the importance of initiation is mentioned here unless one is initiated by the right person who always carries within his heart the supreme personality of godhead one cannot acquire the power to carry the supreme godhead within the core of one's own heart so this is the way so that's why avajanand mamudha if we calculate krishna like ordinary human we are considered as mudha rascals so we should not um, try to understand him biologically all right so next um um okay we have where are we yeah next question by bhakti najanya amritanandamayi was daughter of a fisherman only fourth standard education she says about krishna stories only some people made some institutions for teaching material and spiritual knowledge according to her instructions some made hospitals in name of her she traveling all over the world there is geeta study and bhagavatam she will do bhajan krishna kirtan then pe- people from different parts will cry and dance when she hugs they will cry while hugging the people mouth will be filled with saliva and cry i could see it in a video even apj said about her in his book ignited minds and almost all national leaders invited her to visit and deliver her speech and un united nations invited her to speak in their assembly is she under illusion yes yes i was actually thinking about this verse in the comment section anishwaram sorry asnaviram he doesn't have veins but still he has blood coming out when bhishma dev hit him with arrows so you can't really understand him hmm, with um, biology and if biology it means physics also is we get into a problem if we try to analyze krishna because he lifted the govardhan hill on his left hand little finger the bone should have broken krishna should have 
being crushed by the hill and uh, how to even balance a big hill on a fingertip nothing seems right absolutely nothing seems right but it only will seem right when we accept that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead and not an ordinary person just throw our uh, so called analytical brain for a second and then accept him as the supreme personality of godhead achintya khaluye bhava kaluye bhava natam starkena yojaye we cannot measure him with our intelligence so whether we analyze him according to physics chemistry biology sociology anything we will fail that's why we have to understand him as god first and then understand all his activities as leela then we can understand him so is she under illusion this amritananda mai yes surely uh-huh. so she can do krishna kirtan but she thinks she is krishna and she is opening this material and uh, where is i mean what is hospital opening and school opening for you know material education this is not uh, incarnations duty and if she is really a krishna kirtan uh, enthusiast she should uh, be very good friends with hari krishna devotees but no she has her own movements her own thing and she does not you know she behaves as durga also same krishna also same everything is same in fact i have seen once she even dressed like krishna she was holding the flute and all that so, uh, rubbish so this is complete rubbish hmm people may you know national leaders or un may call them doesn't matter doesn't mean that doesn't mean that she is a very great person no this is all again who who said whoever said that hugging is the way to back to godhead what is this huh so these are and women hugging men and all that what is this anyway um next question bhakta virendra during janmashtami festival i came across some people who praised the pastimes of krishna to be human like i refuted their belief how can we preach krishna consciousness to such people who are on the wrong track it certainly bewildering because his human like pastimes are so bewildering that's why we have to hear from an authorized representative so how to preach to them well give him prabhupada's books you can only explain whether they will accept or not that's up to them again we can explain and better to give prabhupada's books and when they start reading hopefully they will understand something you know oh she added something one person was interested anan ajanya she added to her earlier question one person was interested to know about iskon then i said about shri shri ravi shankar sai baba amritanandmay are fake then he became very aggressive he didn't like which i said against amritanandmay because he studied in her school he said to me that he developed interest to know about spiritual knowledge only because he studied in amrita school so the thing is all these so called uh, sadhus they take advantage of the bhagavad gita and all these things and present some other conclusion they don't say that you must surrender to krishna alone and give up you must become vaishnav amrita and my followers are not vaishnavas they don't consider themselves vaishnavas as well they worship durga they worship everything as the same krishna durga everything same so their understanding is not correct so these people take advantage of bhagavad gita and propagate their nonsense 
um, so they might look like you know some spiritualists so discussing bhagavad gita only right okay that's all right and due to that we may have heard of bhagavad gita because it you know we have come across them discussing bhagavad gita in some way or form so that is krishna's uh, benediction that we have come in contact oh we have heard about some bhagavad gita but then the real understanding of bhagavad gita will never come in association with such people never hmm. so if they if the person has become uh, aggressive so be it we can't change let them feel aggressive so what we can we are not here to keep them uh, happy in their ignorance we want to make them really happy spiritually but not donkey's bliss as i say ignorance is bliss there is ignorance is donkey's bliss a donkey is also blissful in ignorance so that kind of bliss we don't want them to be so if they are a bit aggressive over what can we do we have to speak the truth we can't change the facts for these people no so just take it as such we have to be prepared that we will ruffle some feathers when we speak like that but that's unavoidable you know uh okay about ramanujacharya we have already said we have already mentioned that um bhakti rajanya prabhu you said about seth jis without qualities how they can make profits material education and exams is for testing memory and writing exams test the ability of a person to concentrate and patiently finding solutions for problems or making suitable answers by analyzing acquired informations all persons may not have good performance at the, at the time of exams but they may be expert in another field if a businessman is successful without his abilities how can he be successful yes he has the business acumen huh? so he may not be educated in a way that are you know he may not even know how to le- read and write he may have talent for another thing Uh, so i'm just saying that these so called highly materially that is what high, it is seen that these are highly qualified phd's but these sadgees employ them make them their servants although they themselves are illiterate and even their so called business um, uh, chief operating officer or even one one who manages the business sometimes is a person who has studied uh, studied mba and all that but this person this this sadgee he will employ him just you manage the business hmm he will just enjoy the sadji will enjoy so that's what i'm saying uh next question by bhakta virendra the demi wow what is this sorry one second What is this? How many? Where is our questions? I've lost track of the questions. Okay, the demigod Vayu incarnated as Madhvacharya. So, do demigods incarnate on Earth, on Earth and help in spreading Krishna consciousness? Well, Madhvacharya is considered Vayu Putra, partial incarnation, a son. And that's why Hanuman and Bhima and Madhvacharya are considered brothers because they are Vayu Putra. well yeah demigods also come you know just like brahma came as haridas thakur and yeah they come so ayappa next question so narnarayan rishi is krishna's incarnation yes 
um, Sheetal Shah is asking, is Rishabdev same from the one which is in Jain religion, the first Tirthankar? Yes. How did this come about? Now they have 23 more Tirthankars after him. Thank you. Yeah, so actually, Rishabdev um, started, I mean, actually, he, when you see his philosophy in Bhagavatam, it's straight Bhakti Yoga. But then his followers took that renunciation aspect from him and you know uh, sometimes they are they were digambar babas like naked and they were like avadhuts and then they pluck their own hair and then all these things they do all this tapasya they don't want to harm anyone but they have forgotten the devotion to krishna so they have become more impersonalists the jain religion is more of impersonalism so that is uh, so they have gone astray after that so, Rishabdev himself is the incarnation of Krishna, who spoke devotional service. Yeah. Um, next question by Ayapa. So, both the Jeevatmas, demigods and living entities, and Paramatma can be Shaktyavesh avatar? No. Shakti Avesha. Krishna is always Shaktiman. Vishnu Tattva, all are Shaktiman. They always possess the energy. But Shakti Avesha means another person is empowered. He is naturally not a Shaktiman, but he is given, he is invested with that Shakti by Shaktiman. That is called Shakti Avesha. So when that empowerment happens, so that empowerment does not happen for Mahavishnu. Mahavishnu is always full of all opulences, all potencies, all Shakti. Parasya Shakti Vividhaiva Shruyate, Swabhaviki Jnana Balakriya. So, so only Jeevatmas, they are empowered. So like Jesus, son of, son of Krishna as per Old Testament, and Lord Buddha, he is also Shaktyavishavata, he is an ordinary living entity who, who took the role of an incarnation. Shiva also took incarnation as Shankaracharya. That is another thing. Shiva taking incarnation, he is a devotee, Shiva. And he took incarnation as Shankaracharya as an atheist. Because that was the order of Narayana. So that's different. So next question by... Three hours already. We'll try to finish. Mm, Ajanya Mataji. So question by Bhaktin Ajanya. Here Communist Party grown because here was strong caste system and women discrimination. The Communist Party developed here to destroy the anarchy made by brahmana by birth and not by qualities so here majority people are against vedic philosophy majority are against scriptures they are viewing the philosophy as a seed for the same anarchy which once communist party erased from here yeah that's an unfortunate thing what to do is the persons who form communist party here because of their brahmanical or kshatriya qualities well no no it's atheism it's atheism he may have some rulership, some you know administrative qualities, which is Kshatriya qualities, but then he misused it and you know instead of rectifying the fault, okay, Brahmanas made a mistake, so that had to be rectified. But the so-called reformers, they just remove the whole system, so that's when everything goes bad. Next question. Um, 
while discussing about sanyasis bhakti rajanya asks this question then gauda saraswatha what is gauda saraswatha i don't understand saraswatha i don't understand bengali fish eating brahmins uh, yeah it says okay well onion and garlic also not yeah these are all mentioned in the manu samhita onion and garlic are not are to be rejected by brahmanas hmm it is as good as eating pork you know it is said like that um next question by parshuram prabhu mahavishnu in causal ocean is still in spiritual world right no because the causal ocean is in the material world the first incarnation of the, in the material world is mahavishnu but the waters of the causal ocean are spiritual the lord is also spiritual but he is in the material world is like that next question by sheetal shah does chaitanya mahaprabhu and his, and his associates also have their own abode where these pastimes are eternally going on well these pastimes are going on in goloka vrindavan so radha krishna are there chaitanya mahaprabhu is also there in goloka vrindavan shila uh, prabhupada explained like that bhakta virendra next question throughout your lectures you mentioned the word brahmana do you mean brahmana by birth or brahmana by initiation or qualified brahmanas well sometimes i may mention about uh particularly mentioning about so called brahmins by birth but usually it's by qualities i'm always mentioning according to qualities then um, next question by Bak- uh, parshuram prabhu tra what is that triyuga gauranga is channavatar but what about kalki avatar he is not he is kaliyuga but he is a junction of kaliyuga and satyuga in fact there is another reference of uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu indirect references 7938 इत्थम ियोगाओ in kaliyuga you are covered see so again channa avatar hidden avatar that is chaitanya mahaprabhu um next so varna varna okay 
So Ayappa Ayappa Bhakta Ayappa said Suvarna Varna Hemango Varanga Chandranangadim. So in the Vishnu Sahasrama Stotra 79, there is a difference from the Madhilila that we have. So he's asking what is the difference. Actually, there is one more Brahad Vishnu Sahasrama Stotra. There it is mentioned as well. But anyway. I need to actually see this as well. I need to. I have to see this um, verses as well. Actually, where is um, Brahad Vishnu Sahasrama Stotra and Vishnu Sahasrama Stotra? I have to three. I have to see all the shlokas because I have never memorized Vishnu Sahasrama Stotra at all. I have almost never seen almost uh, the verses in the Vishnu Sahasrama Stotra. So yeah, I have to make more study of this before I can answer where exactly it is found. This version of it. So. In Shastras, there are many times the same verse is explained in a different way, in different places. In fact, we find that many places in Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam, especially Bhagavad Gita and Uddhava Gita, so many similarities. So, uh, so maybe there are two different verses. So, we have to check. Uh, we'll have to check exactly where exactly in the Vishnu or Brahad Vishnu's Namastotra. So, kindly give me some time for that. I did not make the research for this. Alright, so... So, is there anything else? Yeah, so... So, as I said, we will see that on a, in a later episode. I will, I will have to look through more closely. Alright, then we will stop here. Thank you for coming on. And we will uh, study some the six asp- the six kinds of avatars. We will go through a little bit of that in the next session of Chaitanya Charitamrita, and then we will go to other aspects of the absolute truth in the first verse of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. All right, thank you very much. Chaitanya Charitamrita ki jai, Gauranitai Bhagwan ki jai, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai, Gaur Bhaktavrind ki jai, Antakodi Vaishnavrind ki jai, Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Nitai Gaur Premanand Hari Hari Bol. Hare Krishna.